secret friend. Welcome to Gotham, for we bought a mic, a pop culture batcast. Mm-hmm. He's not so he's not so yelly. Yeah. My name's Christian Bale. He's a yeah. little <laughs> he's a little growly, but it's never like it's like I don't even care. Rachel. Yeah, it's like yeah. Where is she? Yeah, I guess I want to fuck you, like hottest <laughs> woman on earth. It's fine. <laughs> You're a pretty little cat. Ew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're talking the Batman. Welcome to the, the show. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. You remember when Jafar calls Jasmine pussycat? Yeah. He should have done that. Kitty cat. Do you think that, yeah, kitty that would have gone over cat. well if like, yeah. like Bobby Patty is just like, oh, little pussycat to but, Zoe Kravitz? At the very least, like Totoro could have done it. I That... Ew. Oh, that becomes weird based on the what the dynamics are that we learned in this movie. I uh, didn't know. And I'm Drew. Um, ask me what my name is. I'm Ernest, and you are. <laughs> I'm podcast. I'm Hunter. Mm. Hunter pod podcast. Hunt pod mobcast. Vengeance. <laughs> sure. I'm. Actually, the Drew. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the definitive Drew. So, we are talking the Batman 2022. Let's set the stage a little bit here mm-hmm. uh, before we actually get into the movie. Because there's a lot of things that I want to talk about, like kind of in the lead up to this movie that I think are worth discussing. Okay. First of all, do we need another Batman movie? That's the question. Yeah. Well, like that is well, one that, of the that big... was the question going into exactly. all of this because especially the last time that we saw Batman was mixed so, to say the yeah, least. To, the I guess, Snyder run. To, mm-hmm. to answer your question, Ernest, we're going to have to go back to the very beginning of Batman's story. So the year is 2017, and a little movie called Justice Bat- League comes out. Mm-hmm. The first Batman yeah. iteration that we've seen. Um, ben Affleck famously is the one who decided to name the character Batman. <laughs> um, Inspired actually from the streets of Boston. Yeah. And yeah. then Justin Timberlake um, said, no, 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 put a the in front of right. it. <laughs> and I mean, a little history lesson here, but flash forward to now and that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> well, okay. As I feel like your central question would lead more into the conversation of the movie, but this movie ultimately answers that question what i think you're getting at is have we seen all that there is to see with this character with the batman and bruce wayne and i think i think broad general mainstream audiences are either ready to see a batman movie no matter what because they don't have anything else going on in their lives and they haven't (laughs) felt a feeling since spider-man no way home and this is their next time to feel something. Mm-hmm. Or that was so cool when freaking <laughs> Michael Keaton showed up and Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Yo, in this movie. I clapped. I could not believe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, when they reanimate Heath Ledger's corpse <laughs> in that scene, the Riddler man. would kill both of you for hating on the common people like this. So, Dude, when Jim Carrey shows up in this movie as the Riddler, 
uh, they brought our boys back. Uh, so it's either Jim Carrey shows up as the mask too. two different characters in the same movie. It's either that or people are like, why the fuck are we getting another Batman movie? Like, are there no other stories yeah. that Hollywood can fucking come up with? So I fell somewhere in between here because um, there has been one, I would say, just like truly great, culturally very important iteration of Batman movies. Dark Knight. And it wasn't that long ago. Right. Relatively speaking, I guess you could say it was a long time ago because it was like a generation ago. But for example, there hasn't been a good Superman, arguably, since uh, Chris Reeves. The OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- you could say that there are much more pressing stories that you could tell. But Batman is one that I feel like is a lot more. I don't know. It feels more inherently modern. Right. It, like it feels like you could place it in. Uh, any modern era no matter what year it comes to be like it no matter what time it is it makes sense for there to be like a billionaire who thinks he's uh being epic when really he might be doing harm like that you know what i mean yeah and and i think that in this world of like superhero comic book movie saturation um it's tough to like give yourself over to you know keeping the churn going and it's like all right here we go it's never ending but also it's like this acceptance of the this is modern mythology it, yeah like these are our zeus athena greek gods like this is this is like our shakespeare in a way you know but, so well yeah but to your point drew like i think one of the reasons is and that is something that's going to be weighing over it was weighing over this movie it's going to weigh over every batman movie is kind of the nolan shadow to this because this the dark knight trilogy was so ahead of its time in trying to take these stories and somewhat ground them and put more of a little bit of a darker tone on it and i mean it was ahead of its time to the point that it beat even the marvel machine at doing this it came out years before marvel i the dark knight is the same year as iron man 2008 so in that way it always is going to have this shadow looming over it because then people saw what happens when you lean too far into that story with something like batman versus superman they say no pu i don't want this anymore yeah so so this is this perfect here because batman versus superman stars a man by the name of Mr. Ben Affleck, who you brought up. The Batman. He was supposed to direct and star in this movie when it was first announced. It was supposed to be a direct continuation of the BVS Justice League yeah. uh, iteration. And let me be clear. <laughs> uh, uh Malia. We like Ben Affleck here. Uh, yeah. Everyone love, here, we stand everyone ben here. We're going to get ahead of this because we know what the news cycle is going to do right. to our quotes here. Right. We like Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. However, Ben, you're welcome on this pod anytime. If Ben Affleck comes on the pod, ben, can we do like a come, Boston sports talk? Yeah, can that be? He will sit right in. Yeah, between. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my hand on his thigh right here the whole time. <laughs> and he has to. He, I want to get his pitch. I want to hear. Well, it's well, out there. I think it's on the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It was very much tied to the Arkham games. Like okay. a very similar vibe, to the, but specifically the first one that's in Arkham Asylum. So an, another thing about Ben is that he is a good director. Mm-hmm. He can direct him the fuck out of a movie. The town he, rocks. Incredible. Yeah. He's, he's also really good better movies. than it has any right to be. Yeah, I will yeah. say that. He can direct. Not a great movie, but. 
I'm I'm happy with where things ended up. Right. <laughs> well, so so just You're to kind of summarize. For, well, I'm happy for him his personal life for sure. I really like this journey that he went yeah. on. Who's to say in a different timeline, if he never becomes Batman, he might not ever end up with the love of his life, and we might not ever have um J Lo. J Lo back together yeah. again. And he might have not had time to fuck Anna de Armas for like three months. <laughs> yeah. Right. And who, how could you rob he that? He might not have rediscovered his love for Dunkin' Donuts. Like, <laughs> this is just opening up a can of worms that we don't want to get into. So. Would there be the way back? I <laughs> I don't think so. I actually. don't think so. <laughs> I mean, what would film well, be like? Here's here's the thing. So Ben Affleck wins Best Picture with Argo in 2012. Mm-hmm. Then he gets cast as Batman no, shortly thereafter. He, like... But he just is on top of the world. You cannot like underestimate the position where Ben Affleck is at. Ben Affleck is at the critical apex, the critical and cultural apex with the town, which is a popcorn hit that people fucking love. Yeah. And then wins best picture with Argo and then just says, I'm calling my shot. I'm I'm at the peak of my powers right now. What's the only thing left I can do? I'm going to be the biggest fucking action movie star in the world. And I'm going to be Batman. So he does. It doesn't work, but God damn it. Do I respect it? I respect somebody calling their shot like that. He he does BVS and BVS is followed by Justice League directly. I think a little over 12 months later, maybe 18 months later. And that momentum is building. But here's the thing. Those movies were bad. Yeah. They were just straight up bad. And that on top of the fact that, you know, there was all this behind the scenes drama with Justice League. And then on top of the fact that his movie Live by Night flopped gloriously. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, you know, you start hearing things about his personal life. Yeah. You start, you know, you start so, hearing he's kind of going off the rails. Like, yeah, you know, he, he, he's he, taking up coaching basketball. He, he doesn't. He I mean, you cannot blame him for it at all, but he doesn't he doesn't handle negativity. Well, like anytime yeah. his career is having a downturn, his personal life soon follows as a movie star does mine fucking mine sure would. If, yeah. I, if I made a bad movie, I would just kill myself. Yeah. If you're Batman. <laughs> but here's the I mean. It's kind of insane looking at it because it feels I don't know about you guys, but like it feels like this took place over like a longer period of time than it actually did. Right. But really, like he wins Argo in it's a 2012 movie. So he wins it in 2013. BVS is 16, 2016 and Live By Night is also 2016. So it's within four years. He's now at the bottom. Right. Like from top of the world down to the bottom, just like that. And I think by the time Justice League comes out, he's already dropped out as director for this movie, but still wants to star Mm -hmm. and produce. And then Matt Reeves comes on to direct. Yeah. Who, you know, you could say that he's also a good director. And kind of, I think that as during the publicity tour, I don't know if this is intentional or if Matt Reeves just in the press tour has kind of tipped his hand a little bit but Ben Affleck was never going to be in this version of the movie um, mm. Matt Reeves Ben Affleck isn't fucking emo no well here's the thing Matt Reeves sa- has said in press tours he's been writing this script for years before this ever got proposed to him oh wow so yeah, as soon as Matt Reeves signed on yeah. guess what they're doing year two Batman you're doing year two Batman with fucking <laughs> ben, ben Affleck <laughs> who has now like stopped like 17 green beams up into the sky like we yeah. aren't doing that 
so Matt Reeves comes in as yeah. as stoked as I was about Benny, uh, Benny Affleck directing and starring in his own Batman movie that that intrigued me a lot. Matt Reeves coming in is already like a huge notch over in terms of you, anticipation. You you write hard for apes. So hard. Yeah. Fucking love his good two movies. apes movies. It's right behind you right now is the war poster, which I also have up in my office at home. Apes they're good. together. They, strong. They're good movies. And also they're movies that I in a vacuum would fucking hate. Right. Like they sh- fucking monkeys, <laughs> like monkey, <laughs> monkey melodrama. It, like that's a no go, like I, by default for me. And those are good movies that he made. I think that they're great, especially Dawn. Dawn is a masterpiece. Yeah. It, it's it's so fucking good. It's insane. So right before this came out, I watched through the Apes trilogy, which is like one of the best blockbuster trilogies of the last ten years, mm-hmm. like hands down. Um, and it's insane to me that Matt Reeves was like. With War for the Planet of the Apes, he's like, yeah, I'm going to make my Passion of the Christ. Like, I'm going to make Passion of the Christ, <laughs> except it's, it's apes, and I'm going to have concentration camps. He and puts then I'm Caesar have, on a cross. I'm going to have Caesar up on a cross, <laughs> bleeding out, and then we're going to have someone, like, give him, like, a ladle of water and rice. So he only did two of them? Insane. Lesson. Yeah, he, do- he doesn't do the first one. So the first one is the one with Franco and... Um, Fucking... Tom Felton yeah. sucks in that yeah. movie really bad. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That movie has like probably the most unforgivable fake science jargon that I've ever heard in my life. It's um, I, it, it improves we, me. We I love think. John Lithgow, though. We stand. Um, Let's but, just say Rupert Wyatt is not the filmmaker that Matt Reeves is. But Reeves comes in, takes that franchise into the, the stratosphere yeah. and gains a lot of goodwill going into directing fucking batman yeah i also i i distinctly remember a period where there were rumblings of pattinson but no no confirmation so yeah so this is the next thing this so took, this it the took the a search, long time the search for batman was a whole thing and for it to land on pattinson i i know that now we've seen the movie and we can vouch for how inspired and perfect of a choice it is yeah but back when it was first announced like there were of course the people that that were like what the guy from twilight what the Uh, fuck yeah people who hadn't been paying attention to like the last 10 years when he's only been working with like filmmaking auteurs making brothers films uh eggers yep um go see good time and lighthouse if you like this movie i mean because that's why he got this role so many people are gonna do that and absolutely hate that they did that (laughs) even like lesser known films though like less lesser successful films like high life like working with somebody like claire denis or on like lost city of z like he's taking all of cronenberg movie too yeah like he's making all of these like incredible choices pattinson is not really a whole ton of misses in here pattinson is like a letterbox sad boy yeah like that's what he is at heart uh he's so so is bruce wayne he's he's method and crucially like the most important thing about him is that he is emo right um and that's what he's bringing so, to the fucking table. So in comes this movie. And before we, we, we get into the movie, I want to talk about the production of it. Because this movie shot almost entirely during COVID. Yeah. Which I think is another big factor to go into it. Because this is not a Robert mo- Pattinson got COVID yeah. before the vaccine. And they still didn't 
stumble with making this to the final well, to crossing the finish and line, there are one billion scenes with crowds in this yeah. movie like it's 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 wild it's a very it is it's like, wild it's really impressive what you can do when you decide to ignore protocols <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking. sure they followed protocol. Yeah, no. Tom Cruise was there. He was on the phone <laughs> with every producer from every studio. So I was trying to find it over here. Who was it? Was it Variety that Pattinson did that whole that whole the like quarantine shoot? With, yeah, the yeah, quarantine. Where he's just I think like, it was cheek. Where he's was like, yeah, I just, I just eat like noodles. Dude, yeah. that was <laughs> yeah. And, no, the the, the we need to, boys. The fanboys were livid when yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm not working out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lifting any weights. Yes, it is. It's GQ. It's from May 12 of 2020 of just Robert Pattinson, a dispatch from isolation. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is everything that does all of his own photography yeah. and doing this interview with Zach Barron. He is everything that a movie star should be. Right. Like he really is. Um, I, I'll be honest. Earlier, I stole that uh, Justin Timberlake joke from Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Another thing that someone said on Twitter that's true is that like, Every movie star should do what he does with the press, which is just lie. Like yeah. he doesn't tell the truth to them because you can just say anything to them and they'll right. run off with it and make a story. Nathan Fielder will tell you that. And he doesn't care. Right. He's like he's got it made no matter what. He's doing it right. He fucking rocks, man. Okay. He's the best. So this movie, The Batman, 2022. Going back to the point about do we need another Batman movie? The question I have for you guys is what makes this movie special or unique? Why do we need another Batman movie? And why does this one need to exist? What is special or unique about it? A, we we need... If DC is to make movies, they do need Batman to be a centerpiece. Um, They cannot just live with an aborted Ben Affleck. Like they, they, you know, they, yeah, they, they can't just be like, well, we missed. I yeah, guess let's anyway, go like the C tier DC. <laughs> anyway, guys. here's Black Adam. You yeah. know, like you can't do that. You yeah. have to have Batman in the fold. Um, I, I, the thing is, this movie has a lot going like in it that is very current. Some of it in a similar way to like, you're going to hate me for saying this, but to Joker. That I actually wrote that down. Okay. That's good. one of the bullet points. It has that same type of currency, that yeah. same type of like like viral vigilantism, right? That deal. It it you could almost make the argument that this movie makes the exact same mistakes that Joker makes, but it's less obnoxious. Well, I adored this movie. It's the, yeah, I the love the, 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 the one mistake it. that it doesn't make is that it's better than that. Well, and yeah. it's like. <laughs> It has, yeah, just a completely just, it's just a like better, a way better. Movie. It's almost like Matt Reeves has a step up on this Todd Phillips yeah, guy. Yeah, but that said, it does. It still fits into the mold. Like you can see Joker and this coming from the same universe. Yeah, like, that makes perfect sense. They're both like very like dark palette, um, like street justice character based, like, morally murky movies. Yeah, you know. Um, but this is just a really, really, really good movie. It's fucking, like, it's great. really good and. It's, Every as aspect. It's three hours and it's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't like any movie that's three hours. Right. Um, and I I didn't I only really felt it a couple times. You were saying the same thing, Ernie. Um there were, Yeah, the middle hour yeah, was a little shaggy. Because, yeah. Well mm -hmm. but so yeah, because there is a obviously in three hours, there's a ton of plot in the movie. There are a lot of storylines, a lot is happening. However, it's a it, yeah, however, it doesn't 
really feel like that. And the reason, and the reason that I think this movie works ultimately is because of Matt Reeves more than it. It is patient yes. filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, it's not just that he wants to pack every second of this with plot and action. He like will take a minute to give you a little montage to change scenes and it will be a full minute of just like a little, you know, a little musical interlude. And we're just seeing like shots of characters yeah. because he is f- like focused on the idea of making a movie first. Well, also just a Batman movie, like what Hunter was saying, this guy has had this movie in his head forever and you feel it. You feel that this it's guy just, is like, let's take the time. Well, yeah, he's because, not drawing off of blockbusters. He's like, I want to make a noir film. I want to make a Humphrey Bogart movie right yeah, now. And, I want to make a true like hardball detective story. And, and he's uh, you and know, also Batman. Yeah, because he's it. he's drawing from like particular comic storylines and he's drawing from like old Batman like cartoons yeah. and shit. He's drawing from tons of different source material, but he is focused on making a good movie and a good Batman movie ahead of um accomplishing things in order to make the next movie like he's willing to take the time to establish scenery and character and motivation instead of move things along because you're you know what you are to assume is that the lowest common denominator audience has no attention span my theater was packed and everyone like all the buzz outside the theater was very positive and this is a very patient like it's not slow by any means it just is like well paced yeah you know it's it's interesting because whenever i was watching this movie leaving it like i i of course i i love this movie i absolutely love this movie i love the movie that i'm about to reference as well but i kind of had a feeling while watching it that i did to seeing the last jedi which is that i after seeing this movie i saw it on thursday night with a packed crowd and people were into it but also people were into The Last Jedi in the screening that I saw it with. And then afterwards, fanboys fucking hated it because they're like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. And I kind of was worried whenever I saw this movie, like, I love this thing. Are fans going to like this? Like yeah. Bruce Wayne is like a fucking like just a he's a he's like a snot nosed brat. He's just like a fucking recluse and, and like insomniac. Like he's yeah. not he's not cool. He's just like this is a completely different portrayal, which to your point of are we happy that this exists? Absolutely, because it's it expressed a new way to show this Batman story. And I thought that we had exhausted those. Right, I did not exactly. think that there was another way to tell the Batman Bruce Wayne story yeah, well, to make it feel fresh. And this movie does it. And instead what it does above even something like the last Jedi is that it kind of Matt Reeves is really good at finding that middle ground where he is still giving fans what they want of that. Like, detective the comic side of batman but without like while still trying to give something new to the character where with ryan johnson with the last jedi he's like you know i don't really care about the fanboys yeah. matt reeves <laughs> does care about the fans yeah. and he'd say he's giving something he's working better in the space than ryan johnson well did. it's new it's new if you aren't fully clocked into the rich history of the comics that's kind of what you just said about yeah. how reeves is pulling from the animated Tons show and the comics yeah. like if you are a diehard batman guy who's watched like every episode of the animated series and a ton of the and read a ton of the comics this is not going to feel too different from that but yeah this feels different 
if you only know the theatrical iterations Mm -hmm. of the character. And I think that that's one of the triumphs of this movie is not only does it nail the tone that it's going for, it's going for this gritty, you know, boots on the ground, literally murder mystery. It looks fucking amazing. Every shot is a fucking amazing shot. It's a really this and I, I hate to be mean as <laughs> Zack Snyder. This movie looks like what Zack Snyder thinks his movies yeah. look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like there are so many important moments that are encapsulated by a single perfect shot. Right. And that's exactly what Snyder tries to do. But like the moments are poorly executed because the well, scripts suck because he wrote them. The, the Apes <laughs> movies are also incredibly visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, those, oh, yeah. those they're, they're like stupid, be. beautiful. Yeah, like, those, those movies are about insane. like fake monkeys. It's <laughs> insane how well those movies work for like being almost entirely CGI. Yeah. Um, but I did want to say, speaking to your point about Zack Snyderisms, and I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter, and I apologize, I can't remember who said this, but you know how Zack Snyder, his whole thing, and there's plenty of like video essays on YouTube and everything else like that, but of how Zack Snyder obsesses over like, I want to make this frame look like the comic a book. comic panel. Yeah. I want to make this look That's exactly like how is. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And Watchmen, very beautiful. If you just pull up shots of any Zack Snyder movie, it looks gorgeous. The problem is that it doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. What Matt Reeves gets right is, especially like, I'm thinking of the very opening of the film, the voiceover work where it just feels like you are reading a comic and you're jumping from panel to panel like seeing people spray paint and seeing people like bullying somebody on a subway and you just hear the voiceover and you like shots of the shadows like where is he where's where's batman gonna appear at i don't know it's so fucking cool well that i mean that scene is yeah it's a great testament to the fact that we are giving like classic film Batman in addition yeah. to like vintage Batman. Well, also just pulling from like the noir genre, yeah. like the Humphrey Bogart of course. fucking mm-hmm. black and white movies. Like I love that that this the, you 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 start things off with a voiceover and it just feels like oh now I'm just watching like yeah. a detective noir movie. The, fucking love that. He's just another cop that just happens to have on a Batman outfit. So the reason that I I like this like Batman slash Bruce Wayne as a character more than like Bales or anyone else is because we don't have to live in like the Hannah Montana world of best of both worlds. Like, right. Wow. He is cool as fuck and suave and he fucks hoes when he's Bruce Wayne. And then he's epic and he beats guys up when he's bad. Like, no, if, if a guy were to do this, he'd be a fucking weirdo who was consumed by the one thing. And this like, movie exactly. nails that. You can't do both things, yeah. man. Well, I'm sorry. Anyone who would do this as a billionaire heir orphan, uh, who, you know, who whose parents died and has been raised by like a series of like servants to his parents, basically. This is a weirdo. And mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson is inherently the perfect person to play this role and i didn't really see it until i saw the movie right but because robert pattinson is two things he is a inherently insanely cool and attractive and b he's really weird yeah and that's that's the only thing you could ask for here so it's it's funny that like people were angry about him being from twilight because this is a vampiric bruce (laughs) wayne yeah he is pale white so so bloodshot eyes yeah and just is a nocturnal being and i i'm gonna call back a little bit if you go all the way back to like episode 50 something of this podcast 
we did a Dark Knight recast episode. And I wow. went back and I listened to that segment oh, this week. Wh- what happened? We disrespected that movie. We called Bruce Wayne or we called Christian Bale's Batman bad, which I think is you could still make that argument, right? We dragged that movie a lot. And I just want to say right up top, <laughs> that movie is fucking incredible. And I love this movie, The Batman 2022. I'm still not 100 percent there that it's that this is better than that well, movie. Uh, I, so I think if I, any place that I was criticizing the Dark Knight heavily is from a place of love because I've seen that movie like a dozen times. And so I'm hyper, it's like anything that you watch a hundred times that right. I'm picking nits where I'm like, why did they go to Japan again for like 20 China. minutes? China? Or Hong oh, Kong. Or yeah, wherever. Yeah, they go somewhere. And it's just like, what's happening right now? Like no, there's no, no, parts that's, that's that all diverge fair. around. But I, just, I just brought it up because I wanted, I wanted to say that like, who did um, we recast? Yeah, what did we do? <laughs> I'll well, I'll get to that later. Damn I just want to fuck. I wrote it down, but I'll get to that later because I don't want to derail this point. So Christian Bale, I think, does a very, very effective pretty boy, uh hotshot billionaire yeah, playboy. Like philanthropist. Yeah, yeah. Like and a lot of the Dark Knight is uh uh ironically a very bright movie like there's a lot of daylight in that movie like mm-hmm. there's a lot of bright shots and like you get to see christian bale as bruce wayne out and about doing his bruce wayne thing in the daytime yeah in this movie the bruce wayne that we see is not very different from batman mm-hmm. and i think that that's kind of what you were getting at hunter about this being a different take on batman is that I think that what Christian Bale was doing works for that iteration where there is like this divide. Yeah. This clear divide between the two sides of the man. That divide is very, very gray. No, and because that's how it actually would fucking work. Because you if you're out all night beating up dudes. Exactly. Christian Bale's Batman is a superhero because he doesn't sleep. (laughs) So he's just up doing things. To that point, there's really only been like, I mean, if I'm bringing in animated movies and the comics and the animated series and everything like that, there's more examples. But for the most part, this is kind of answering the central struggle at this movie more than like the villains and everything else and moves out there barking somebody's home um, is it's about Bruce Wayne trying to find the balance between Bruce Wayne and Batman. That's why he's spending this three hour runtime is trying to strike that balance. And then by the end, we do get to a place where he's learning how he can kind of do both and give back to the city while not just being like the caped crusader who just sneaks around the shadows at night. The only other movie that's really done that really well is actually the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. The Lego Batman movie, which understands the character very well. By the way, I know that movie, like just people just brush that under the rug because it's an animated movie and, oh, you know, it's not as good as the Lego movie. That's bullshit. First of all, I actually (laughs) I rewatched Lego Batman more than I rewatched the Lego movie. Um, I think that that's like top, top tier. It's in like my top three Batman movies. It's fucking perfect. It's it's a great movie, but it it answers kind of it's kind of trying to juggle a lot of weirdly similar theme themes to the Batman about this kind of looking into this two sided coin a little bit more of this character and also understanding, again, the comic book roots like that. That was one of my biggest 
questions going into this movie and hopes going into this movie is like how much is it going to be able to do the movie thing that it has to do to present this to general audiences and ground it in a way that's believable when you're seeing actors real people and also be true to the drawings the comic book mm. that's such a that's such a tough ask and obviously in a lego movie you can do that because it's fucking animated you know you have more leeway but going into this movie i was like okay how are they going to do this and you know a lot of people like to dismiss them but the joel schumacher movies batman forever and batman and robin for as 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 trampled as they are in the discourse everybody just likes to be like oh yeah tim burton made batman movies and then christopher nolan made batman <laughs> movies and then nothing in between no, and no, no. nobody talks about the nipples <laughs> no, no 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 we had batman forever and batman and ramen let's not forget i'm not defending the quality what i'm defending is that they tried to hearken to those roots of the drawings of the comic book and also of the um the original Adam West show. That's mm -hmm. what those movies were trying to do. So, you know, they didn't do it perfectly, but that was one of the big, big questions is like, how is this new movie going to accomplish this? Cause the Nolan movies, they didn't even try. They were just like, we're going to fully, fully go realistic. And I think, you know, your mileage may vary there, especially when you get into rises. Um, <laughs> beer break. Oh, no. Don't I, say it. <laughs> um, but you, you, you see what I'm getting right. at? Where yeah, it's no. like, that's one of the, the questions of like, what makes this movie special and unique is like, how can it do the movie thing and also tap into this rich history yeah. of this character and this world and this city? And I am so glad that it got there. It didn't get there in the way that I thought it was going mm. to. There's there were surprises all the all along the way, but it gave me that feeling. It gave me that satisfaction of like, yes, this is a rich, layered Gotham with a history with 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 crazy, weird shit on every corner at the at the at the corner of every alley. In every dark, seedy alley, it gave me that feeling. Well, I think part of the reason for that is because if you take away the capes and the silly costumes and everything else, this movie shares a lot more DNA with something like Seven than it does with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, a lot of like, Seven stuff going there's on. There's so much more closer to a Fincher film as far as like plot and tone than there is to like the big set pieces that these Batman movies are typically non known for. Not to say this movie doesn't have set pieces. It has some set pieces, including a Car callback chase. to the French connection that I just was like in the theater like, this is fucking cinema. Oh, yeah. um, but I, this movie, I mean, just kind of scene to scene, it's just we're going around, we're trying to resolve all of these different clues around the city, doing little riddles and all that fun stuff. Can we can we talk about the riddles? It's a good time. Um, I have a lot of thoughts that are kind of spoiler based on okay. the Riddler, but I will say love Paul Dano. Really wish that we got more of just Paul Dano. 
Unmasked. Um, yeah, unmasked Paul Dano. We have one scene that's amazing, that's, but I was left whew. wanting for a big movie. This is a three-hour movie. Paul Dano is an, uh, an American treasure. Yeah, he's a special guy, and I think it's cool that he looks like a little baby. Yeah, and I I think that he, that's an, a choice, a method doughiest, choice by him yeah. to the live as a child being, for his whole life. No human being has ever looked more doughy yeah. than Paul Dano. Don't don't look now, but he's thirty-seven. <laughs> He looks younger. It's so funny seeing him on the press tour with these like chiseled jawline gods. He's like, you know, this is this reception's a little bit different from whenever I directed yeah. Wildlife. So Dano, hey, here's what we should do before we talk about Dano and the riddles. Let, let's talk about Jeffrey Wright because there's there are less spoily things to admit, say right. about Jeffrey Wright, who's all Just over the movie. The half, half of I, this movie is a buddy cop I, movie. He might Batman have. Does he have Gordon. the second most screen time? Yes, he has a lot. I think of it's him. I think yeah. he might have more screen time than Zoe Kravitz. You know, he does. Because he is like he's a one-two with Batman, they rock together. They're they're adorable. They're they're little cuties. They are shipped. Um, they work together well uh, because as we are we are not shown, but we are told and we believe with their chemistry. They have two years of history where to the point that Jeffrey Wright is willing to trust Batman over any yeah. of his coworkers. Yeah, well, and also like. Another different twist to the Batman character. Nobody fucking trusts Batman. Like literally, he's Why just Gordon you? is the only one who's just like, yeah, let me let the bat through here. Everybody well, else is like, what are yeah, you letting? Yeah. This guy's a vigilante. Be. Like, look why are him, you letting? Look at him? what he's wearing. No, exactly. And also just his presence. <laughs> Could you it, it imagine? Gets it right. Ernest, you just happened to recently be involved in like a gas leak uh, scandal <laughs> here. Could you imagine if? At the the business where you were at, where you had to evacuate for a gas leak, if suddenly a Batman just walked through and there's like, come on back here, he like walks in with the axe. I I'd be like, I need this man out of here right now. Can I skip my dog? Well, it's so that's one thing again that the movie gets really really right about this kind of guy is Gordon's the only guy writing for him. Well, because like I said, he's weird, and everyone else gets the vibe. They they're like, this is a weirdo. Yeah. Um. Because he is. And another way that the movie uh, plays that like component of Batman and Bob Patty to its advantage is it gets a lot of uh, humorous moments out of it, which, right. you know, obviously there's some sort of discourse about this being like a dour, humorless movie, as we were talking about earlier. It's not there. There are a lot of laughs and most of them are just about Batman's presence being yeah. weird. Yeah. Like there. <laughs> Countless times he just shows up to a place and everyone's like, what? Oh, oh, Jesus. What? Right. Who, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? You just he shows up out of nowhere. Well, Reeves Reeves is very, very good about making sure that he shows Batman just standing around. Yeah. Like, I feel like because that's what he does. I feel like we've seen that, but not quite in this way where it's just like like you were saying, Hunter, like they're just solving these riddles. But it's like the way these scenes are shot is like. You feel the uneasiness of like this weirdo in this costume just standing around. Yeah, he just like (laughs) slips into a crime scene. He like, I feel like if I was a cop there, I'd be like, do you have like cameras in your contact lenses? Because it looks like you're just sort of taking video with your eyes right now. Yeah, just like you're just like, let me see that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. He um, are you the are you Jeremy Renner in Rogue Nation or Ghost Protocol? Yeah, there you go. I uh. 
I what do you guys think about the like tech in this movie? Because I think it's because of coming from Nolan movies and then like from even like BVS and shit like that, where Batman has like a giant fucking metal suit that he's fighting yeah. Superman with. There's not a whole lot of tech in this. So movie. he has it's clearly very advanced and it's like the best tech in the world. The contact camera things that's advanced. But well, that's just straight up sci fi. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is it's like it's not technology we have. However, well, it the the level of reality it stays at is the camera quality is shit. Yeah, yeah. because that's what it would be if it was like an early stage yeah. of like he's it's, the only guy who's got this shit. It's you almost know? like a VHS, uh, yeah, like surveillance. It's, it's like and it's like fish eyed. It's circular yeah. because that's that's the level we're at. We're like the Batmobile is cool as hell, but it's also like if you were to really trick out it's a Lambo. Basi- yeah, I mean it's basically like they could just have the Batmobile on a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, like this yeah, version exactly. of the Batmobile. Like it's not. It's, it's a muscle car. It's not yeah. an impossible car. So, yeah, so I I think aside from the um, aside from the contact lenses, all of the tech in this movie is something that you could feasibly see a guy like a rich guy could just own this. They have a lot more faith in their grapple technology than we do. (laughs) Well, no, like, okay, okay, no, wait, this is a good point. And this is I won't spoil the scene because the scene itself is a spoiler, but one of my favorite like little moments in this movie is Batman has to jump off of a building. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's uh, a moment before where he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. No, where Batman yeah. is like scared. Like he does not trust the tech That's that he so has. Good. Like he has not had to. He has not had the ability to use this before. Yeah. And he's also like, just like, you know, he's also just like a dude and he's probably never actually done it. Jumped off. of Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, just like, he's like, oh, this wow, is like, this is like. This God, is like I Spider-Man this, on like, PS4. Yeah. <laughs> this, is crazy. this is like uh works like those uh those flying squirrel videos that I see on Chive TV. Well, it's it's interesting because this kind of does the Spider-Man homecoming thing a little bit. You know, we love that movie, or you know, at least our memory of that movie. Um, <laughs> we like that movie. <laughs> I, I think that the Keaton uh role in that movie still holds up as one of the best things in the MCU. But anyway, um that movie uh doesn't do the uncle ben origin with uncle ben getting shot and all that it doesn't even do the spider bite shit yeah same thing in this movie we don't see martha and wayne get shot we don't see the pearls we don't see it it's sub- absolutely subverts the expectations of what an origin movie should be because this is not really an origin movie but it pulls from the spider-man homecoming playbook where it's like it's the story of him becoming a hero. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. He goes you from know, vigilante to hero. You know what happened to him? It is like mentioned and explained in the movie, but it's not in a way of like, it's not chronological. It's like later on in the movie, like someone mentions, like, oh yeah, your parents, blah, blah, blah. Because we know. We know. And it's, like, it is trusting you not to have to hold your hand through everything. Right. And, and it's almost like Reeves had a checklist of like, okay, these are all the things that we have never seen in a Batman movie. And these are all the things that we have seen way too much already in every Batman movie. Yeah. It is very intentional. Every choice in this movie is incredibly well calibrated. Him and going back to Jeffrey Wright, him and Gordon just being a one two, being buddy cops. Yeah, is great. Mm-hmm. Like it is fun to fucking watch. Um, I wrote down my favorite quote. I think this might be like one of my favorite quotes in the whole movie. I'd have to rewatch it to see if there's any others I like more. But when Gordon goes or Batman first goes, 
no guns. And then Gordon goes, yeah, that's your thing. That's your thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a great. Moment. That's and see that that is just that's not even like a like a visual Batman joke. That's just a joke that's written in the script. Yeah, like that's I, funny. I am so shocked. People are saying that this movie has like no humor and it's so dour and bleak, and it kind of is. But also like it's a very this funny movie has movie. some levity. Like there is yeah, definitely there's that, some funny scenes. Like thumb drive. Yeah, like there's some that good. That was hilarious. I was like, ah. And Reeves knows how to use Batman's presence to make jokes because it's weird that this it's, big guy is everywhere. He's he's all he's so much bigger than everyone. I, yeah. that's another good how, thing about him. How tall is Bob? I don't know. They make him look like he's like six five, and I know he's not six five. But also every actor is like five six. Right. So <laughs> so so I gotta subtract like so at least two. Yeah. Inches. So he's probably like six one or six two. I think he's shorter than that. If we're subtracting, even if he's five eleven, he's tall for an actor. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Like straight up six one. Yeah. See. No. So he's yeah. So, so he is. Like, but like there, there are a lot of shots that are framed. So what you're seeing is a cop's face reacting to Batman's yeah. chest. Mm -hmm. Like you're not even seeing his head because, it, and that is a. Comedic do you think group. he has that's like, like a Buster six Keaton inch, framing? Yeah. You know, that's a that's he a comedic has giant boots, just <laughs> some thick ass boots. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, but he's must be wearing like fucking platform shoes. <laughs> also, you can you can just find a bunch of like little Italian cop extras who are like five feet tall. They're like Oompa Loompas in, in Hollywood. <laughs> they're fucking they're everywhere. They work for free. I've got another riddle for you. Hey, I'm um, walking here. But to the point you're making Mama about the mia. humor in this movie, coming from War for the Planet of the Apes, which is so dour, dour and self-serious. Steve Zahn is like trying. To the, to bad, the point, bad ape. Bad ape. Bad ape. Well, that's why it's, I was a little worried. Yeah, I like I was expecting this movie to just be like three hours and like we're not going to have fun while watching this yeah, movie. And this like, is this is fun. Movie. This is a fun movie. And people, a lot of people don't think that it's very fun. Well, but he, and he, I mean, he also effectively added things that um are fun without being funny like he added a believable romantic plot line yo like, so they have chemistry let's talk about zoe. this like zoe is so fucking good in this movie let me tell you about how bad i want to be in a sandwich between robert pattinson and zoe oh. kravitz i think that okay. they might be two of like the most two of the Mommy hottest and people yeah. and i'm not trying to get like horned up warning for the podcast but like they're could you imagine the jawline of their children? Mm. That jawline would not fucking quit. Mm -hmm. She has to do so much heavy lifting in this movie. She does. Because Bob Bob is usually like very quiet. He's stoic. Yeah. Yeah. And Zoe has to do not only a ton of exposition with mm. where her character she, goes. She has a lot of uh, paragraph lines. Yeah. A yeah. lot of them. And I'll say. Some of it was a little clunky, but she yeah. makes it work. Yeah, it's not her. She's it's not on talented. her. It's just there's a ton of exposition for her. And um, she gets like the emotional core of the movie. She's mm -hmm. very like emotive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She a lot of scenes opposite this guy who's just like sad boy emo. Yeah. But you also first of all, they do have chemistry. You get the vibe. electric chemistry. They have a vibe. Second of all, he's spying on her. He's, he's got those binoculars he's watching her on ass. that. He's creeping. Uh, we don't stand that. We well, he's Batman. Dude. I might, I might. He's not doing it to like see her get in like a tank top uh, with no bra and underwear, but like he that happens to happen while he's watching her, yeah. and I'm um, not complaining about. Yeah, the, 
this movie should have been radar and they should have had weird sex i why this movie is three hours long and they do not have sex that was guys they don't even they don't even movie they don't even make out if we're honest yeah let's i mean they they have a couple they have a couple really yeah they smooch no um, these some good smooch if you have them together in a movie you have to make them fuck like you're playing with barbie dolls if you're matt reeves (laughs) right like this is this is a situation you'll never have in your career ever again these are like the two that's the sequel they they left us it's a tease that's true I will say they have, they have to fuck. Yeah, they this have is my to. one note. <laughs> is that they, they have to. Do you think that they'll make like the the Reeves cut is just yeah. them fucking? It's just them. Having well, hold sex. on. Let's let's think a second. Do Keaton and Pfeiffer fuck in Batman Returns? Michael Keaton is ugly. <laughs> Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer is, to... is a fucking smoke show. Yeah, she still she is. She is a Bale, smoke show in uh I'd watch her fuck too. Robert Pattinson right now. Bale and Hathaway are implied to have <laughs> fucked. Hathaway also just like isn't like a sexual being. And honestly, neither is Christian Bale. Like they're both like Christian Bale. I just see Patrick Bateman. I just I I don't want to have sex both, with that man they because both he will kill look me. Like, <laughs> they're both like waxy. Like yeah. they're both like they're yeah they are pristine i don't know um no but going back <laughs> to to take it down a notch here because you are right that zoe kravitz like a lot of times she does get stuck with a lot of the very heavy lifting dialogue of like she lifts it, i have to just like put the audience back in perspective here of i'm selena kyle and this is what i'm bringing to this movie this because is my, he's baggage. my father but <laughs> i will say this movie avoids a lot of the problems that usually happen whenever you bring a woman into these stories. Namely, she never becomes a damsel in distress. A femme fatale. She never becomes. She never goes full femme fatale well, or anything she, like that. She, she still fucking, plays. They, that. they just. They both like save each other. Yeah, like, she, exactly. She does get saved, but like it's. They both, but also you know. like she saves his ass. Like it, it's kind of more of a like it doesn't. It doesn't consciously put her as like oh well you're like like you're like you wouldn't be anywhere without batman to be there like she no. had already been going out doing her own shit well and also she really puts context around her being a cat burglar like about <laughs> just like i have to do this shit to survive like yeah, I that's, that's the this thing. shit that's the i have to hustle thing. she has a different goal than him and like that comes into play in the plot very heavily where like they are trying to work together but like in a way he's kind of just trying to use her for like his pursuit but she's like hey guess what like i am trying to like you know figure out what's up with my friend dying yes um and that's a huge part of the story mm-hmm. exactly so basically their pursuits overlapped and that's yeah. why they started working but together. only for a period of time until they no longer overlap with each yeah. other and yeah. that's great and then she's that's just the like she's thing. like no fuck that like i'm i'm out like i'm, I'm out yeah. but i do want to smash but like she wants to uh-huh. smash a man that covers his face okay all the time here's another thing (laughs) i don't i don't know if this bruce wayne i don't know if he never jacks off or if he jacks off too much but one thing is for sure i don't think that he could have sex like he is like easily the most sexual batman but I also think that, like, I mean, if you he think he's like mask not on, aroused. He I has know, to keep the mask. On. I think that he's on like perk thirties, <laughs> yeah, like, and he and he, he just he, he can't, can't get, get it up. up. But like, he'll he'll do everything else though, and he'll do it pretty good. You know, I I think I, that if just you like go seeing full, him exist would be enough for me personally. I don't know. That's just for me. <laughs> the the thing the Bobby thing about Patty. this this version of Batman is like 
this is kind of what we were dancing around earlier is like there is no Bruce Wayne. And obviously every version of Batman has played around with this idea that Bruce Wayne is the real mask. Yo. If you really think about it. But more than anything, this version is fully embracing that. That Bruce Wayne is only a means to an end to do what Batman cannot do. Yes. He is Batman. So if he's going to fuck, he's going to fuck as Batman. Yeah. The only, I mean, the only times we see Bruce Wayne appear in public are for Batman purposes. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like, oh man, I'm just a public figure. So I have to go to this like gala. There's none of that. It's just, he's like, oh, well like I'm Batman and I'm like trying to get in on this case. So I'm going to go to this funeral as Bruce Wayne because I can't go as Batman. Like (laughs) it's a whole different thing. Which is great. And it just... It mattered a lot to me. Like it just it makes a lot more sense than any Batman I've seen. Yeah. Um. And and I really appreciated that because we are still, for all our, um, quibbles with like the reality of this world, we're still in a like a crazy, wild, heightened universe. Yeah. Um. This movie is like mad emo. Yeah. We gotta talk about the emo. I no. Well, more than. More than just emo, it's very grunge. This is a very grungy movie, to the, down to the fact that Matt Reeves was just listening to Nirvana the whole time while he was. In the way. Um, yeah. By the way, incredible uh, song choice. Yeah. Wish uh, that that wasn't in the. You know, can we talk about the trailer real quick? Yeah, how it shows like the end of the. Movie. It shows like so much of the movie. I, I didn't watch it. Um, Good. Which is kind of a bummer, and like it's too late to tell people like, hey, don't watch the trailer for the Batman because you're just gonna go see the Batman anyways. You don't need to sell me on the Batman, but too much in the trailer. Bad job by you. Yeah. And people are gonna go see. Go really, they didn't need to even advertise that Riddler was in this movie. To be honest, to me, yeah. You think Colin Farrell just... could have pulled that weight? <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. does all the. Yeah, Can Colin we... Farrell's just like, ah, I'm just the penguin. You know, look at me. Take it easy, sweetheart. Oh, hey, oh, I'm a Paolo Gucci as a penguin. These fucking, these privileged ass, like, hot Hollywood actors are putting half <laughs> the making... cast of The Sopranos out of business yeah. right now. We, they could have had. Walnuts. Polly Walnuts <laughs> could have been in this. He Steve Strippa could have been in this. Polly Walnuts could have just been the penguin right now. <laughs> it's an what abomination. That being said, though, I loved Colin Farrell in this He's movie. He's so good. He is so fun. I mean, talk about <laughs> this. This movie is not an unfunny dour well, colin farrell is humor. just like being silly yeah he's being a goofball he, i, I mean he's it. bringing a lot of the humor and levity and, and, to and honestly this movie, especially well, early on he's bringing a lot of like i guess you could call it comic book he's bringing just like a lot of like the fakeness right that like this movie kind of needs because it can't just be like so over the top in a, in a reality he is being like a hey i'm walking here guy you he know is. yeah he is he it, waddles do you he catch does that. So he does he's tied up. The, it is. <laughs> I I clapped. It, I stood up and clapped when he, he waddled. waddled. <laughs> this song just visionary. Um, but I do count. I mean, this is very early Penguin. Like yeah. this is he is not. He's not quite. Yeah, Walton this is pre HBO Max level, TV show. Uh, well, like I mean, and. Are we like in spoilers right now? We're kind of in like a. What do you want to spoil? Well, just kind of where the movie ends up. Like he hasn't become the full version of the penguin. Well, that we know he he's will. getting a show. Like um, that's not a spoiler. 
Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know that. To be well, oh, okay. I, to be fair, his name was attached to a show, but there's been nothing else announced we about it. Get it. I have a hard time believing that that character gets. They a whole are making. Show. They are making a Gotham PD show. That is a thing that's happening. Is that a different show? I think so, man. Because that's. I mean, this is Warner Brothers' Can't, whole thing. Warner Brothers' thing is like, here's the movie, and then here's the Benny Jesuit show, and here's like this. Yeah. Here's the Peacemaker show to uh, fucking Suicide Squad. I'm, it's I, all love, I love. I love Benny Jesuit though. It's my favorite character. <laughs> Dude, Benny. <laughs> Benny the Jesuit. Jesuit. I know that, that I'm making fun of Hunter, so you should actually look at. Yeah, him. dude. I I don't know what is that done. I love the movie Done. Um, <laughs> Penguin ruled. He was he was genuinely funny in this movie. I thought I thought he killed it. Um, okay, so I guess I guess we're we're itching to get to spoilers. So if we want to mention any other non-spoilery things, I just want to reiterate like the fact that this Gotham, this version of Gotham is by far like the best of any Batman movie ever. Like they just absolutely nailed it. It's so grimy and rainy and dirty and it's wet. raining all the time what happens um it's fucking another thing amazing. that i do love about this gotham is it doesn't feel like new york it right. doesn't just feel like it's a city it feels different yeah. like the square the gotham square doesn't just look like Times square like in the dark night it's just very clear it's just like oh well they're just taking this piece chicago. from the city they're just taking this piece from chicago like it's just like oh, this this football field is in pittsburgh yeah heinz yeah, ward is the <laughs> kick returner yeah. exactly like it just feels very much like we are just doing american cities this i mean you can tell they did a really good job of like piecemealing different cities around the world kind of together yeah um the fire rises pattinson does a lot of acting that like i think some people like would be willing to call like bad acting and it's not he's quiet well he's awesome in this it's just so much of what we're seeing in this movie is him yeah. and is really like closes and medium closes on his fucking face. And most of the time he's just staring at people. Yeah. He's just looking at people and his eyes. He, he has some of the most wide set protruding eyes in Hollywood for a guy who has like smaller eyes. It's the perfect, yeah. literally the perfect thing to put in the bat costume mm -hmm. is that set of eyes because he, that set of eyes combined with the jaw structure yeah. that he had the yeah. fucking insane no exactly his jaw, jaw is just like stupid <laughs> so it makes sense him looking at people is <laughs> it's like more captivating than most movies yeah. like he's really good at it because he's a great method actor and that comes into play later in the movie during an emotional scene with him uh i mean there are a couple but there's one in particular we'll mention where it's like oh no he is he is carrying the weight of being Bruce Wayne in, in this scene. It's yeah. just like, you don't, this character doesn't express that by being like, don't you know I'm having a hard time? Like, he doesn't do that. <laughs> My mommy and daddy Yeah, died. that's not this guy. This guy is more of like a, he's the kind of guy who would like get all his emotions out by playing like League of Legends. <laughs> you know, like it's that kind of guy. It, it, and he understands that. Yeah. He also, he's a really good understanding of this character for someone who's like not into big movies like this. Shout out to his shoulders. 
Yeah. Mm, Those shots, there were multiple shots of his bare shoulders. He he was trolling. He was working out. Yeah. Of course he was. I was like, damn. He, but very correctly, what he said was that he wasn't because that made people upset. And that's, I love it. And that's what you should She's do the best. when you have God, nothing to I love lose. Robert Pattinson you know, so much. I'm, I'm riding on a high after seeing this movie just once. I want to see it a second time, 100%. I think this is my favorite Batman. Like, I think that Bobby is exceptional as this character. He brings out layers that I didn't think you could realize as a live action Batman. Yes. That yeah. were only... Uh, that you could only do as a drawing, you know, mm. which is where this character comes from. And he manages to capture it yeah. in live action in ways that I didn't think were possible. He is so fucking good in this movie. And going back to my point, uh, comparing this to the dark Knight, I mean, I hate to compare it, but like you have to, how can you not? I, um, you will never top Heath Ledger. That is, he won an Oscar for that yeah. movie. He that performance will never oh, be taught. You'll well, never top also, Jared Leto. All, shut up. <laughs> also, generally speaking, you'll never top that cultural moment that the Dark Knight yeah. had. It doesn't matter if this is a better movie, and I'm I don't I don't know if it is, and I don't want to say I don't know. But I, time will tell. That, I think it's too yeah. early to well, say one also, way or the that other. That movie really. just also owned the lexicon for like a longer mm. time than anything has now. You yeah. don't you don't have Superhero a year movies. now. Guess what? No way home doesn't even own that much core the lexicon because nobody cares about that movie anymore and that's like the third highest grossing no movie exactly ever. like and, that's not and also the dark knight and that trilogy in general but the dark knight especially it came around during a very critical time in the internet where reddit was in its nascent stages and, and just movies in general and memes yeah like the dark knight got to why so serious the, the dark knight got to own like several years of memes and yeah. just like the whole batman like where is she like uh, like early stages of youtube um, yeah. so, so that moment will never ever be surpassed but, yeah. but this is a great movie and people are fucking watching it and they're liking it Yeah, yeah. much like Dune where it's like this is great and everyone Real, likes it wow holy shit little box office update for you guys so, what are we looking at 120 so right now as of today it made 57 mil on Friday Jesus fuck 57 mil so just on like, one day that's like getting um, close to 200 i think for the i'm trying to find what the closest that's a lot it's, it's gonna go like 180 well let me see between 150 and 180 because i think let me see what worldwide is at too because i wonder i feel like this will also play really well in like um ukraine europe and stuff jesus christ Ernest, the fuck is wrong with they you? canceled the russia premiere so hell yeah we love to see it um <laughs> Batman is um, no but, longer helping out Russian civilians who are so drowning. It's, in it's the now <laughs> the estimate has gone up because originally people were thinking it was going to be like 95 to 100. People are now expecting at least 120 opening weekend. Yeah. I think it's probably going to end up that 120, 125 range or so. My, Amazing. My theater was packed and not just that, but like the entire surrounding area was packed and it this i went to like a 3 30 p.m showing it wasn't like a prime time right show. like this people are showing out and they that, love the batman and that even then like that still means the moment for this movie will be like a month maximum because that's how this the world works now well, it'll I probably wonder, be two weeks but still this movie is great and everyone likes it too which right. is very rare i so, do wonder how many people how many repeat viewers there will be for I this because see it again. no i want to see it again yeah i think a lot of people 
will want to see it again, but if I feel like a lot hours. of the laymen will just be like, that was three hours long. And getting into this is a little bit of a transition into some spoilers, but this movie does end like four times. Yeah. Um, it and it, it does like there is a clear second act where you're just walking around with Bruce Wayne. And you're like, oh, buddy, come on. I know that this is a three hour runtime. Like, let's let's pick up the pace here a little bit. Like, let's cut yeah. one or two of these I, um, minor bits. Out. I mean, you can call me the lame and then like, I'm not going to watch it again in theaters or anything. I just loved it. Like, it's also going to be on HBO Max in a month. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, love I I really I was exactly as happy as I think I could have been with this right. movie. Like Super it did satisfy. It did everything I wanted it to. Matt Reeves really took a step up in my mind because the apes movies are good, but I still watching them. I still couldn't quite shake I, the apiness as, as much as I love those movies. I think this is my favorite Matt Reeves movie. Yeah, I mean, it's better. Like, it's, yeah, it is. I it, think it just, it just set out to do so much in terms of like what we know about this character and all the different iterations of it. And it managed to like, I don't know, just just give me everything that I wanted without repeating too much and without straying too far from what we expect this kind of story to be. Yeah, like this is a really important move that he's made. This is important for like the future of DC, the the future of Warner Brothers. He is right. he is kind of. Like the honestly, like we don't want to admit it, but like the Joker did a lot of good for them, uh, f like financially and the like, movie, the Joaquin movie, yeah, and like yeah. and like clouts, clout wise, like it it sort of reset yeah, their path. Won two Oscars, the, it that made a buttload of money. I would say that like that that wrote the check where it was like okay, we have a reset here. Like there are plenty of flaws here, but yeah. like we have a new vision. This like cashed the check, right? Because this yes. is better, um, and bigger. And it's a more important character and like a way more sensitive story for everyone. And it does it. It does all of it. Right. Um, and sets up sequels and sets up a universe. Like I, there, you couldn't ask for really. But anything. it doesn't it doesn't feel obligated. If it, yeah. If it. No, ended because right like I now, said, then that would be OK. Yeah, yeah, because it's patient. Like I right. said, like it's it's focus more than anything on being its own movie yeah more than anything else and it really feels like that like it feels like you're watching a guy who like didn't get notes right like because the notes would be it can't be three hours right. that's what they would say mm -hmm. if they could tell yeah, him they that. let they let they Reed just do that it. is the thing yeah. that dc well because you know i think we all like kind of like laughed and shoo shooed it whenever it was announced. But DC's whole thing, whenever going back five, six years ago, was we are not looking out whenever they after Justice League bombed financially <laughs> and critically, they kind of pivoted Got and said, abandoned the we are going universe. we are going to do the MCU thing. We aren't going to try and have all these movies correlate into each other. Instead, we're going to have these one off things. We're going to bring in different filmmakers. Everything is going to be different tonally. And we're going to invite filmmakers and yeah, writers who we who we really love and who we respect and we're going to give them free reign and that's hey this is it paying off right now turns out that makes for great filmmaking yeah it turns that's out like new. hey maybe you shouldn't let good filmmakers cook <laughs> i did want to ask because you said this is your favorite matt reeves movie uh what are your guys' take on cloverfield big cloverfield heads haven't seen it in forever haven't um, seen what it about, haven't seen it in ever what about the uh 1996 film the pallbearer the Never david schwimmer Gwyneth Paltrow movie we ride um, i don't know what come on dude young david schwimmer in here 
looking no, like I, a fucking hunk and a I, half. I think I think this is. I mean, like you said, Dawn Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is kind of like a masterpiece. I do think this is kind of like a masterpiece too. I think this is just like bigger scales. This is just really trying to There's do more something. On the let line, me let me preface. Honest. I I think I I think that I said Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a visual masterpiece. Okay. I I I have some issues with some stuff in that movie that I I think I'm I'm gonna revisit the Batman more than I am Dawn right. of the Planet of the Apes. Um. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's more of just insane how that movie looks like that. That movie's never going to look bad. And I don't know how they solve that CGI uh, trap that every single CGI movie falls into, but they did it. So before we dive into spoilers, there was a couple other things I want to mention. So real quick, just to solidify that point that I was getting at about Heath Ledger can't beat the performance. I think this movie, if you just take the idea of it trying to match a literally game-changing Oscar-winning best-of-all-time performance, if you just set that aside, I think this movie is pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not fair to try to get it to live up to that. Well, you know? also, especially because this movie isn't giving the villain the spotlight that that movie Right. Did. That movie was heat. This is this is about Bruce Wayne. And we'll, we'll dive more into Riddler and spoilers. And the other thing I wanted to shout out, uh, I guess two things. First of all, Michael Giacchino, fucking Dude, phenomenal score, score. One of the best like superhero scores that I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the score, which is I Michael Giacchino. He also did the score for Spider-Man No Way Home, which I don't ask me to hum a fucking note of that score. Well, you're not, you're not the, supposed to be able to with Marvel movies. They like so, they actively don't want that. Did he do the score or did his did his computer AI just shit out the score for that? It, this this score feels like an actual composer mm-hmm. yeah. put thought and work well, into it. Part of the reason is because it contributes heavily to a lot of scary moments like because there's a lot of like you know borderline horror in this like we said there's a lot of fincher here um and score plays a big part in that yeah so i i am listening to it a lot which is the highest praise i can give a movie scores to throw it into my frankly the highest praise that anyone could give it's honestly you're right since i saw this the other day like i've just been throwing on i've been alternating between uh this and the power of the dog score uh just like while trying to do yeah. shit, get shit done. You guys my are weird. House. I've been listening to Pavement. Nice. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, and the other thing, uh, we shouted out the visuals already and how great they look. But the DP Greg Frazier, who also shot Dune, mm-hmm. and this movie looks really different from Dune. Um, but they did a similar thing with the processing of it, which is they shot it on digital and then transferred it to film. And then back to digital. Wow. To just, give it that like extra layer yeah, it's of adding, grain. It's like, yeah, adding in a layer of film grain, like almost like a fake layer of film, but yeah. without the fucking hassle of having to shoot on film. Right. Um, I will say, and I'm glad that you brought this up. The way that this movie shoots shadows and uses darkness is like one of the best things I've ever seen. I think Matt Reeves, even going into the apes films, I think he like might be the best director alive at shooting <laughs> with shadows. Like it's him like it really is. And this is a strange comparison to sound like, but it's like whenever we saw Hereditary for the first time and it was like, I've never seen someone shoot shadows like that where it's like they're playing in this movie. They're playing with your eyes adjusting and like to the point where like it almost feels like they're like putting in like fake 
things like you feel like you see things that aren't there oh yeah shadows like the bad guys it's so cool like it's so coherent with how much of this movie how many action set pieces are set with shadow like really heavy shadows or like darkness and rain it's a, and yeah, it's all it's a so dark movie. coherent and also cohesive and you can follow the beats of what's happening yeah. in any given actions moment um unfortunately one of the people i uh, went to the theater with has a lot of trouble seeing in the dark and so it was a different experience for her um but she still liked the movie was she unable to see uh... it's it's just really fucking dark but like like i yeah i didn't have trouble following anything that was happening like it's very very well directed um it's just it's a well thought out movie yeah i think like very well calibrated yeah from from premise to execution like i I think it was just done smart and it shows so good job okay if you haven't seen the movie go see it come back and listen to us spoil this movie. I mean, we've already given away a lot, but we've intentionally tried to not get into some of the big reveals. This is a mystery movie. We still movie. weirdly haven't gotten into most of the plot points because this movie's got a lot of plot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that happen yeah. in this movie. We, if you couldn't tell, recommend it heavily. We yeah. all enjoyed it a lot. So if you can carve out the three-hour time, go check it out. If if you can't, it will be on HBO Max in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can split it up a little bit easier uh, into, into chunks so, on streaming. So go see it, check it out, come back, and we're going to spoil it right now. Um, one thing this isn't like super spoiler but one thing that I I thought was a really fun marriage of like vintage Batman and like modern era is the the fact that like we're dealing with uh, an Italian mob owning a city like that's Falcone that is so vintage like that no one's scared of the Italian mob anymore no one gives a fuck about them so that's what the Sopranos is about it's about how they don't matter (laughs) I did not know that John Turturro was going to be such a crucial part of this movie. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Like like the entire middle chunk of this movie is devoted to like diving deep into the intricacies of the history of the Gotham mob and like Falcone and this other guy, uh, Mar- Malo- Marone, Maroni, 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 yeah. who. A little bit too much talking about Maroni for a character who we don't see in the movie. But that's a, that's a very taste, no, but that's a very noir thing. Yes, it's also yeah. well. It's, I mean, it's a very Zodiac thing, which right? Is, which is noir, but like it, it felt like Zodiac to me that we were getting so deep in the weeds, and I was like, well, soon we're gonna see all of this become yeah. action. Well, the the thing the thing that I loved about this movie, and I and I understand people that like really budge against this because. This is a three-hour movie that devotes a lot of its runtime to diving into very, very hard-to-parse plot threads of yeah. the Gotham criminal underworld. <laughs> I love that it is going so hard in that direction because that is part of the genre. Like To me, when I think about noir movies, are hard-to-follow 
criminal yeah. plot threads like that's part of the genre and well, and it's trying to par- you are a detective in the movies yourself as a viewer yeah trying to yeah, well, the part of, yeah part of being a detective is finding the signal and the noise it's about like part it's about looking through a bunch of shit that doesn't matter to find what matters but also the reason that didn't bug me in this is because it, it that only bugs me in a movie like the irishman mm. because in the Irishman, there's not a lot to. That's pay a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, well, and also like <laughs> in frame, in in the moment, there's not a lot to pay attention to other than what people are talking about because right. we're just watching people talk. We're still watching a Batman movie. Like, there's still a lot going on visually and background wise, and um, like the minute after that, there will be action. You know right. what I mean? So, we're not getting bogged down. I wouldn't call it bogged down. I would say that there is. It's the noise and like. You can be upset that they show the noise in the in the case, but like that's what cases are. Right. Like yeah. you you have to and, you have to get through the shit that doesn't matter to find what matters. And that's what I was saying earlier about the middle chunk of this movie kind of feeling a little bit shaggy because like the the first hour of this movie is fucking bitch perfect. Like you get your introduction to your villain, then to Batman than to all these other characters like it's all like boom 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 and then in the third act you flood gotham you have this big climactic set piece action sequence in the madison square garden type place so you kind of bookend these like two massive like pitch perfect hours the middle hour is just like let's go all in yeah on batman solving riddles and talking to Falcone mm-hmm. and uncovering like this deep conspiracy, criminal conspiracy, which I love, but like, I, I get that like people might not feel super on board with this movie, like taking the time to do oh. that. I love the fact that it I, does I, that. That is the, but that is the part that if you're going to trim 15 minutes out of this movie, that's where you're, you're cutting down and you're like, let's take out one of these little riddles. Like, right. let's just do like <laughs> one thing to getting to the Riddler's lair just a little bit faster. Or like, let's have him like, not to go after Penguin for being the rat in this situation. Like, just something like that that we're going to um, kind of trim up a little bit here or there i will say though that aside from really like one stretch where it's heavy on the bruce wayne of it all and him trying to kind of go around and explore the history of his parents which i want to talk about how they invert the wayne's parents because i fucking love what they did with that but they do do a pretty good job in this movie of like like reeves is good at pacing the set pieces and knowing yeah. like all right we've been like been spending like 20 minutes going around here let's, and all let's this get batman punching some gas yeah let's have some punching <laughs> yeah let's have a car chase let's, let's go to this um let's absolutely light some shit on insane nightclub dude yeah okay the scene the three times batman, at the club hold on when batman goes into this club and starts punching the hell out of these guys my soul left my body yeah that it, i i felt like this is cinema it is it is what god intended i used to be i didn't know that i was gonna feel th- yeah that that going in i actually i have i have another note for the movie it's actually not for the movie though it's it's for the mob you need to fire these twins um 
You mean the twins from The Leftovers? I do. Yeah. These twins I stood up kids. and cheered. Yeah. I, it took me until like really late in the movie because I was like, oh, I know these twins. You need to fire them. They are they at every. They're allowing your they're entire. Doing, they are doing really. They are a conspiracy. Yeah. To it, it's like it's like Batman is paying them. Like they're they're doing, they're doing everything they can to help Batman. And I I love like how fucked up they just get throughout the entire course. Every time you see them, they're just like more bloodied and yeah. bruised than the previous. Scene. That also it's so good. It also feels like a comic book thing. I know I don't yeah. like I don't not comic book just like a cartoonish thing in general. It's just like having some tw- yeah, twins like some twin cronies. Yeah, that just feels like a fun thing. You Yo, know, it's not dour. That's speaking funny. not to the twins, but like to the fighting sequence in the club and to most of the fighting sequences. Batman gets the shit beat out of him throughout this movie. Yeah. And I love that. Like he's not he's not a like silent assassin that we see in some of the other Batman depictions. Like he just like will take a shotgun to the chest. Yes. Like no, that's my guy just point. gets fucking rocked. The bomb? Yeah. The bomb that goes off in his Well, face? that's like he's invincible <laughs> at that point right there. Like he just doesn't die That was anymore, a bit of a lucky stroke. His face comes out pretty well, good. Yeah. See, I just saw it as like the Riddler designed a bomb that only blew up in one direction. Uh, yeah, well, and also like I just, I just sort of assumed like, yeah, no, it hits him in like he, he's over the guy, so it hits him in the chest, yeah. which is where he has like the best bulletproof technology. Yeah, ever. the most Kevlar. Um, no, but I did. That's one of the only things I wrote down um, that I really wanted to shout out is a big credit a to to Reeves and direction, b to like the second unit direction, mm-hmm. and c to the stunt team. Because you see people taking blows. And like you said, most importantly, you see Batman take hits in every fight he has. It's not just the big ones. It's not just the explosions. Like, he'll be in the middle of a fight that he's going to win pretty easily. But he'll take a big punch and you see him recoil. Yeah. That's missing from a lot of superhero movies. Well, Well, it comes down to the action direction, too, where it just it doesn't feel as genuine when you're just like punch and cut and yeah, punch right. and cut and it there's a visceral element to like every single fight well you, you also here. need to feel like batman's in danger it, yeah. in order to care about whether or not exactly he's gonna make it you know like he can't well, he can't just be waltzing through every because he's not a god he's yeah. not like so many other dc characters where they're dude. literally gods yeah. he is he's a very rich man with great technology yeah. but he's still a fucking dude yeah. also i <sighs> I love the Marvel movies like I enjoy every single one of them, even the bad ones for to some extent, but none of them have what this movie has, which is just that feeling of like that gritty punching like how do I say this? Like the idea that like you're actually making physical contact yeah. The skin to skin, mm. the blood, the 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 flesh of it all. Well, there's like, a there there still isn't too much blood because it's PG thirteen. Be. But no, I but, know what you mean. Yeah. The you, feeling of it. It's yeah. the impact. It it it's sort of funnily enough, it is sort of a Michael Mann thing. Where like Michael Mann always makes a point to make gunshots the loudest thing in his movie. Yeah. Because that's how it is in real life. Like you go deaf from that shit. Um, you, you, yeah, you feel the action in this movie in a way you usually don't with these. You also just, you also just feel dread the whole movie. Yeah. Like it keeps up for three hours. And, but the thing is it doesn't, it has peaks and valleys. So you're not 
you don't it doesn't grow tiresome in, in a way that it should because you shouldn't be able to keep up a feeling that like that for that long but it works right so let's let's get into riddler because that's a big part of that tension is a huge one the riddles and the idea of Our favorite 4chan incel um just QAnon King. Talk about a humorless Bold movie. Choice. This um, movie is so so funny <laughs> when it dives into Riddler being a loser streamer with only five hundred followers. <laughs> what gauge are we bringing to the shooting today, Mister like, Riddler? They knew what they were doing. Well, this is a funny movie. Well, it's that's also- not. I it, it's I more was like taken aback. I. I don't know if it entirely works or not, but it's definitely a choice that in a day of age of shooters, of mass shooters all over the place, he's like, I'm going to embrace that we're going to have a QAnon villain who they openly say is a serial killer. They're like, this man is a serial killer. He's not hey like guys. a super villain. He's he's just a mass murderer. Yeah, he's Thanks like, for he's a seven style murderer until the end. Thanks yeah, for liking you know? and subscribing to the channel. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it also, I think, very rightfully, so that channel sure is separate. Subscribe, because he's he's that yeah. in like the private channel that's for like the the yeah. real heads. He's these in real the, motherfuckers who are like podcast. Do you Patreon. think that's like that? Yeah, that's the Patreon <laughs> that's page. Cool. Is, yeah, that's yeah. a private. Like to watch that final video, you needed a password. You know right. what I mean? But he also is like mad viral on like reg socials, right? Be- because that's how he's getting his message out. Yeah, Mark, um, Mark Zuckerberg was like, "This is our guy." This is he is boosting our revenue, our engagement. Yeah. Like, let's 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 help him out. He should have. He just wants you to do your own research, much like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's just he just wants people to do their own research about the the uh, the important the drop, figures the of drop Gotham. heads. Yeah, he just he just look. What he are just we think? Saying hey guys, what are we thinking of drops? Remember Looper? They do. Do like, you think that that's do the same drug? Looper. Yeah, that's that's all I thought about. Um, I was, I don't, I was, I was thinking about, um, the drug Wi-Fi in 21 Jump Street, (laughs) (laughs) where it's just like a general drug that like everyone's into. It's like a happy face tab. Yeah. We're like, at at once it'll be a party drug that like the elites are doing, but then also like, there's like a room in an abandoned house where it's like, oh, drop heads, heads. (laughs) which that kind of sucked. I don't know. Those. Well, it's because they can't say heroin because again, this is PG 13. They, I mean, they can, but they wanted it to be like its own thing where it's like, no, they're they're giving drops. out. I, I will say one of the things that I really loved about this movie and the Nolan movies do this too. Um, specifically Batman begins because that movie has Falcone in it too, played by Tom Wilkinson. We, fucking love him he's great man speaking of Um, michael mann he is i do have a question for batman is the action the juice yeah okay cool well more so the cat juice but that's another conversation we we spraying (laughs) we in heat (laughs) hey no I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Falcone oh, and Batman Begins. Okay, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I just had to do a Michael Mann bit. So, so the nightclub, the club within the club, how we see all these prominent public figures of Gotham. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene in Batman Begins that is the exact same thing as this, but it doesn't look as 
seedy, as grimy, as dark, as brooding. Yeah. It, there's just something about this movie, the way it sold that idea of the elected officials being in bed with the criminals. It just landed well, so much better in this movie. I'll, I'll tell you, one reason is that Christopher Nolan is so obsessed with everything looking high class and elite and cool. Right. That sometimes it bites him in the ass. And right. I think that's one of those cases where like he... He doesn't want his movies to look seedy sometimes mm -hmm. right. when they should. Yeah. And Matt he needs them to look clean. Yeah. And Matt is not afraid to go there. Like that club is a scary place, yeah. man. Yeah. Like every time we went there, I was like, oh, no, yeah. oh, no. The Batman. No. Also, because like half of the shots are like through the contact lens, which it's makes just, it even look yeah. even creepier. It's, yeah. and, well, and also like the exteriority of it, like yeah. where the club's at. You're like, don't go yeah. in there, yeah. man. Like there's a and reason that there's a club whenever there's a club inside of the club yeah. it's never a good Bad you never news. want to go to the club inside the club it's just it's like it is a way more believable grime yeah. than than any anything that nolan could ever provide and, and that's nothing like i love the nolan batmans it's just yeah. like that's not a gear that he's got well torturo is so slimy Dude, in this i torturo's like stupid good in this movie like torturo is like He's and got the swagger and also he's, just like you feel like he could fucking murder you. It's like one of it's so he's writing a line between where he's like so intimidating, but also just like slimy. Yeah. And he does have like a weirdly dark charisma to him. He, what's the thing that he's doing is he's has he's mastered the mob boss persona. Yes. Where the he's not, he's not personally going to kill you, but he has like about a thousand dudes who he can just like call up in a second yeah. and they will kill you. Yeah. But he's like, I'm beyond that. I don't get my hands. Yeah, he's cool. He's Tony. He owns. He runs the city. Yeah. Well, it, the, the point that I was trying to get at is that like this version of gotham like reeves he there's something that <sighs> movies are about how they look half the time yeah of course like you just need it to look cool and reeves understands that like this gotham whether you're in the club or out on the streets it just fucking looks cool it's every time th this gotham is scary to be in yeah um the reason the dark knight is such an incredible movie is because that gotham is scary to be in just because the joker is so scary yeah in that movie that he's so scary that he can make the daylight like he can right. make a parade the scariest place on earth mm -hmm. you know this movie is gotham is just fucking scary yeah it's and it's not scary in the joker way where like that movie establishes the vibe that we're working in here for sure where it's you know it's just like we're in like a fucking like skeevy ass city this movie is it's a it's way underworld. it's it's just a way more dynamic version of that where like that is like yeah this is new york in the 70s yeah you know this is like we're in a city that is like somehow not in, in America. Gotham. Like, yeah, it is. This is like a, it's what I've wanted. <laughs> this is an independent district that has no rule of law. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it's the, it's basically like you know in, the, in Hercules in the anime uh, movie Hercules when they go to the city of Thebes. Yeah, and it's just like just everywhere. It's just crime and corruption. Yeah. That's basically where we're at. It's funny, like 
as we get to the reveal where it's like actually all the cops are crooked it's like well i could have guessed that just based right. on like just the city based itself. on like everything yeah based on like the well, amount of crime it's batman of course he can't be everywhere because there should be a police force yeah. maybe <laughs> like just some kind honestly of... maybe it speaks to the fact that gordon could have been a little bit more observant right <laughs> just <laughs> stop He's listening like, to the everyone i know is a bad guy <laughs> that that was the other thing i was trying to get at is that i feel like one of the big themes like the big ideas that this movie lands really well is the idea that like falcone is the mayor of the city like it yeah. spends a lot of time mm-hmm. laying out the runway for that kind of not reveal but just like kind of thematic yeah uh drop to happen of like falcone everybody works for falcone and they're like they're like dangling that cop off the side of the building to he's like the rat pretty much or falcone is the rat then it's revealed yeah. there's, there's like so many reveals that aren't reveals because That's then the thing, there's like, another reveal the <laughs> i think yeah i think also there are like some ordering issues where like the da is so scared yeah um peter skarsgård that you know Sarsgaard. that he's willing to just go ahead and die mm-hmm. um like he's willing to just explode rather than admit a single thing yeah um and yet i guess the issue is like we've already met Turturro at that point and so it's sort of like it would have been scarier if the big reveal was like something later on yeah the big reveal was like something we hadn't seen already yeah um there are things like that going on here but it's cool that like this guy who who basically just lives in a nightclub within a nightclub is the one calling the shots in this fucked up nightclub of a city it's almost it makes sense it's almost like joe biden's not even president Mm -hmm. it's almost like gotham is another character in this story (laughs) it's almost like literally aoc is a character in this (laughs) movie yeah yeah what's the uh bella real be- Bella Real. Bella Real. Um, her branding is so similar to AOC's yeah. branding. It's just the yeah, She has an just, accent in her last name. I'm the alternative. Her name is literally like Good Real. I, <laughs> I did like. I did. I'm definitely real and also good. I did like the the little speech she gives at the end where she's like, "We need to find hope within ourselves." I mean, she's our- great for a like, like a that. character that's literally nothing. Yeah, like she, she has no well, character arc whatsoever. I, there's a except lot for, like, of characters in this. Movie. Except for like, I'm pure good, and that's I'm pure good politician. That's the point of view that I represent it, here. I I would almost hope that she comes back. I no, I mean, I actually I like her. I because yeah. yeah, as she, a person, well, because but, that character is very interesting in this city. Yeah, like Bruce a destroyed, flooded, and, well, you know, and also like she said, she it, it's it's honestly probably some of the worst dialogue in the movie is when she approaches Bruce at the funeral, it, where it's yeah, it's just it's, so yeah. stock where she's like, "Hi, you Bruce, used to Mr. Be Wayne, Bruce, we I've been looking to talk to you. I want to talk to you because to meet. yeah, I want to talk to you because you're not doing anything good. You should do more good. Goodbye. So <laughs> like it, you know, it, it's sort of it's very quick. So I was going to make this pitch later on, but I I just want to I'll make this to you now about an idea for a sequel that I have because this is very heavily based off of of the year one comic for batman it's and a couple thing, different ones. yeah it's based off of a few i mean it's taking things from a lot of different comics but that's like one of the main ones i would love for them if they're going to bring back joker which they are we just need we to actually li- don't know for sure reeves has now said in some interviews that they, that it's not a guarantee 
Yeah, I think that I think he's playing hardball so that that <laughs> dollar amount. When this movie makes half a billion dollars, they're going to be like, "All right, you have yeah. you have full creative, you have final cut, and also Jared Leto's like want. waiting in the wings." What I will say <laughs> that I would be interested in seeing because I think it would make an interesting like chapter two to this trilogy is to see what Matt Reeves would do with like his interpretation on the Killing Joke. Which is like I don't one want of, more Joker, man. Uh, no, there that's, are so many other need, characters. Here's the thing: we have to live in a reality where that's going to happen. Otherwise, we don't get Barry Keoghan in this movie. They're bringing back Joker. I don't want it to happen either, but it's just going to. Well, happen. you know we what the original the plan was for that character in this movie that they had to cut back. They wanted Joker to be almost like a Hannibal Lecter presence in this story that Batman has to go see at Arkham to help him with Riddler. That's kind of cool. That was Actually, the original that's, pitch. That's, that's kind of So you could, you could do that in movie two. Without making him the protagonist. And you know who the, you well, the, the antagonist. protagonist? Or the, the antagonist? The streets of Gotham are flooded. Oh no. They're frozen. Mr. Frozen. Freeze. Oh. Only if they bring back Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and he is going to run another mayoral campaign and he's going to just bring his California mayor his California governor stance you know someone to on the city of Gotham you know someone on Twitter did a fan cast of who Mr. Freeze should be is the guy from Teton yo that oh French, my that French guy what is that guy's name I uh I fucking love that, that casting would, Vincent London that Vincent would, Linden wouldn't that be perfect so what's, dude what's the vibe of Mr. Freeze I don't so know so there there is a two episode arc of Batman the animated mm -hmm. series I have to pull up exactly which episode it is but that is what they need to pull from because it is a tragic story about him and his wife and and Mr. Freeze being like a husband that's trying to like cure his wife or something like well, that when is he schwarzenegger in which oh uh, that's batman, in and robin, batman, batman and robin and, uh, and what is his deal like what he is uh he's chill he's a very cool guy yeah, he's that's that's okay, the th point of view hey ernie, <laughs> hey, ernie I, thanks i will also i don't i haven't revisited this movie in a long time i really love sub-zero the batman and mr freeze the movie the animated movie you I seen have that? no idea what you're talking about. I, oh no, it's uh, it's Sub Zero. It's well, one of the Batman animated. I mean, movies what that came out. what the end of the movie is doing is it's giving a lot of options for a sequel. It's not giving us what the sequel will be. It's giving us Joker. It's giving us Penguin. Yeah. Like there's literally a moment where like the and more Catwoman too. The well, the Catwoman's narration narration because I think she's gone, but her narration is saying like. There's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a power grab in this city, like a yeah. lot of people. And during it's, that shot is on Penguin. Mm -hmm. Like it's on it's on Feral um, because he's just there. And the movie. Take it easy, sweet. And like, frankly, he gets more screen time in this movie than Turturro does, which, again, that's that's something that sort of makes Turturro's character a little bit less grandiose yeah. than he should be in my mind. And is, Turturro dies, which was, you know. It's just not what I could. We're dealing so much with Feral that it, it's it's funny that like the big bad is like getting the same amount of screen as right. Him. Um, that said, we can get more of him. I I still don't think he'll be the primary villain, right. of course, but we, I, he'll be there, right? We, yes, I think I think a lot of options are open for the sequel. We do have to talk more about Paul Dano, though, because I don't think we've given him. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. We had to wait until the spoilers yeah. actually get into it. 
So what do you guys think about Paul? Because I've seen some wilder, including from people that we know, uh, Harry specifically, who was not a fan of Riddler in this movie. All right. I think that Paul Dano is mixing a little bit of a cocktail here. I think he has a, a little bit of a, of a quarter ounce of Heath Ledger in there. You've got to have it. Because, you know, the people need it. You just need that tiny little bit of chaos in there. He's got Bane, obviously, because this is the voice. Yeah. Voice modulation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have my permission to die, Master Bruce. (laughs) Riddle me this. He's he's a lot better than Bane. I need you to, like, muffle your voice by, like, 40% and then we'll be at Bane. Bane, I didn't I know what he was fucking the saying. Riddles. I didn't know what the fuck Bane was talking about, man. <laughs> and also, like, he just wasn't the best villain, to be honest. But so then he's mixing in a little bit of his performances from Prisoners and There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. especially when he takes the mask Dude, off. Dude, when he gets full, There Will Be Blood when he takes the mask off in Arkham. Yeah. yeah so don't bully me, Daniel. <laughs> I don't want to talk about canonical context when I'm talking about Paul Dano because. What Paul Dano is doing is being an actor in the movie. Right. Like, he's a he's, he's one of our better he's actors. So incredible. You, you really can't put him anywhere other than a villainous role because he is so weird looking. I yeah. wanted I wanted more from him. Like for a three hour movie, we there only, should have been more. Well, yeah, we only see him on video because we're dealing so much with the pathos of of Batman and Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all of his you know, little relationships, which are very compelling like we're seeing important shit but i agree because paul dano i there will never be enough of him in any movie for me i wanted more (laughs) of him and there will be blood and that's a perfect movie he has like half the movie it's a perfect movie and it would have been more perfect if there were more paul dano like he's that good i think the garnish though on the cocktail is a little bit of jim carrey as the riddler hey and batman forever i think that there is a tiny little bit that he is sprinkling on there. Like I could I could feel it all. It's like this is obviously a very dark and serious Riddler. But he is bringing that incredibly manic Here's over the, thing. the top energy. Here's the thing about Riddler. Is that they can try and make him he's QAnon now. And he's like really deep into 4chan and everything else. Riddler is a silly fucking character. Mm-hmm. Ridley riddler is corny as fuck could you imagine if that existed in real life where there was a guy a serial killer who was going around just like leaving little riddles to yeah. try and find him yeah like that's like the zodiac killer or that's something. so <laughs> no but like i'm gonna leave like little fun little fun riddles for you guys to no i know out. what like, you mean it's so silly and fucking yeah. corny as hell and so like he's a troll there's a, a little bit of like natural corniness that you kind of can't take out of this I, character i had a smile I, on my face i had a good time with all that i also just i really don't i don't think paul dano is pulling from canon to do much of this like i think he's just act, like being an actor well you know what canon is it's a guy with a giant question mark suit <laughs> yeah. with a top yeah, hat the guy with from a those, bowler hat the, the guy from those like money commercials when we were kids <laughs> wearing the question mark suit no he just he is being a weird fucking guy in this movie and i i can't give him enough credit to be honest because what he's giving is a really really weirdly risky performance for like a movie like this where like everything is a little off kilter and weird he is the weirdest character and the performance he's giving especially like when he's in that cell talking to batman 
and he's saying, yeah. that is fucking weird. That's not in the script. Yeah. That is an actor choice. He's like wandering around the cell. It is. <laughs> and well, here's the thing. Most actors who would make a choice like that is we're talking Nick Cage. And with Nick Cage, it can go good or it can go really bad. Yeah. Like it can become a moment where everyone's laughing in the theater. Um, I mean, I was laughing here. I well, was having a good time. I was laughing, but it was like a gleeful thing. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, yes. I wasn't laughing at it. Good. Right. Um, I think very notably in my v- packed, humongous theater, no one was like sneering at this, at this performance. No one was like, <laughs> that, like I didn't hear a sound when he's do, he's going, yeah. and that is a performance that you don't see in like half billion dollar movies because it's really weird. Right. And so I, I don't know. I don't want to hear uh, like hear negativity about that. This is just like a weird method guy doing weird method. Well, I loved it. So also I love him to that point. Just the way that he is delivering the Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I thought that that scene was going to go in like a hundred different directions. Yeah. Like I was well, you're put it, you're putting thought, Bruce's head. Yeah. No, I thought like, oh, he fucking knows that Bruce Wayne no. is Batman. He knows that Bruce Wayne I mean, and Batman almost, in the same yeah. thing. They almost do too much to make you think that. And but then, that's but that's what Bruce is thinking. Yeah, I know. No, but you it's were like, there like and the you, shit on the wall, it's like, okay. Patty's eyes for being in the suit, his eyes look petrified in that moment. Yeah. Like it's incredible facial acting when half of your face is covered. But like you really think think that's where it's going and then eventually it just comes a thing where it's just like aren't billionaires bad we should kill them yeah he's like oh we got bruce hey we almost got him man yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah um (laughs) real quick because speaking to that point um ruling class i fucking love the way that they kind of inverted the entire wayne family ideal because If you just look back at the history of Batman, Bruce Wayne's parents are fucking perfect saints. They right. are angels. Saviors I heard of Gotham. After seeing this movie, somebody pointed out how I think it's in Dark Knight Rises. Is it? No, it's Batman Begins yeah. where they talk about how like, oh, yeah, you know, during uh, during the Civil War, they used to they converted this underground uh, lair into like a spot for the Underground Railroad. Like they're just pure good beings and they were taken from this earth too yeah. soon. And this movie says like, nah, they were billionaire politicians. And guess what? They were fucking corrupt like every other billionaire yeah. politician. And they is. Well, and they also don't go super far in that direction they they basically just make them humans they don't make them villains because like the for for everything radical it's doing to that story it's still like alfred still very clearly establishes like bruce didn't want to get that guy killed like he wanted to be pure he cared about martha martha's issues were familial and like mental illness related that's not villainous issues yeah no so like it's 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 like towing this line that's really great where where it's like they weren't like bad people but they were people they weren't just they were human yeah, beings they weren't they fucking, weren't fucking yeah, they, gods exactly they, they weren't, weren't just pure perfect souls well, yeah. it it almost does so much more than any other batman movie to make bruce even more human because that's something that's very that's a very human experience is to like become an adult and realize that your, your parents, parents aren't, aren't what yeah, you your parents are flawed. Are, yeah. <laughs> well and also um 
by the way, how upset do you think Andy Circus is that we've not talked about? This him? is the first I, time we said. So <laughs> I meant to bring it up earlier and then I forgot, dude. Bat, it's tougher. He yeah. talk about guys who just have to do all of the heavy lifting with dialogue. He yeah. just gets he gets stuck with a lot he, of he, shitty parts. He acts a lot, movie. and also Andy Circus is good. You know, he oh, no, he's job. great. He's great. I like his Alfred. Um, he's just not in a ton of the movie. It, this it is, better. I mean, he does have a PSA. That they should actually put like the federal government should advertise like this is what happens when you open up other people's mail. <laughs> this is why you I fucking was gonna you blow return to sender. You do not open up mail that does not belong to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, the, that's true. the the cufflinks moment was really good though. Yeah, that it was. was I like it that. was nice. Well, so the ho- the scene I was talking about that showcases. I mean, again, circus is going to be so mad at me. It showcases Patton's acting. Is the hospital bed scene yeah. tragic? I'm so sorry, Andy. You're acting so much in that scene. Yeah, but he like wakes up from like almost death. You lied about my father. <laughs> He's yeah, just right into it. I like, know. Oh shit! And, All right. and you're like He's God, still what, on the case. On the what a immediately. And and circus is great in that scene. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not belittling him. Um, I am, but pa- the the. It's mouth acting for Pattinson in that scene. The way he gets his mouth to like tremble when he's learning the real, real truth, yeah. which is like your dad was like a good guy, but he did get caught up in bad shit. And like your mom he made a mistake. Yeah, your mom. He just cared about your mom and your mom had some fucked up past stuff. Like the way his mouth moves, that's the acting. Like that is the mm. <laughs> that is the Batman acting. This is a guy who suppresses everything in his soul. And then the script kind of makes it very overt when like after that, he's like, I didn't want to feel that again, losing someone I care about. And then he grabs his hand. Like it's that like that was a cute moment. It is it's very cute, but like, you know, it's yeah. it's one of those moments where they just like say what the yeah. the emotion that just happened naturally. But the also, question needs to be asked, is that one of the biggest discrepancies between attractiveness of actors in the same scene in like recent memory? Discrepancies? Yeah, no, a discrepancy in hotness. I think no, I you know what beats it is Colin Farrell and his character. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Pattinson just being a sex god out here and then Andy Circus who love Andy. He he got You a know, nice, there's a reason why he's hey, famous for his mocap work. He got a haircut and he did he definitely did like crunches and it's okay. <laughs> okay? What if he was in a um mocap suit as michael kane i do like that yeah. he was doing something different from michael kane's right. alfred and from like he jeremy is, irons yeah i yeah. like him man um, i know I, I think he, i think he does i've again, never i've never liked just andy circus i just want to see i want another movie because there's so many characters that i like in this movie it avoids a lot of the pitfalls of a first movie where it's not having to do all of the same like hero gaining their powers origin story bullshit that we've seen a thousand times. But it also is still doing the thing where like we have to establish each of these characters so you know who they are. So it's kind of like a riding a line in between the two and like somebody like Alfred like give me another movie just so we can just like hang out with Alfred. Well, I want Alfred Gordon and Batman just to like hang out. That's see, that's the thing is the, the Nolan trilogy, uh, the number two to Batman shifts like all the time. Like he has a different Mm. sidekick every movie. Basically. I'm glad there's no Lucius Fox here in this. That would be too crowded. That'd be too much. Well, In this movie, it's not, it's not like Kane Alfred because it's just Gordon. 
Like there, like Gordon is a bigger part in this movie than he is in the whole fucking trilogy of the others. Yeah, like shout out to Gary Oldman who plays I, Gordon and well, yeah, it's not it's not almost well. Jeffrey Wright just rocks. Like I, I, the best, I love man. him. He's so again. Good. I think I might be riding a high, but I think I like Jeffrey Wright more than Gary Oldman. Well, um, I mean, he has so much more to do. Yeah, yeah. Was, it's not like that's. I, I think at a certain point, Gary Oldman in those movies was just like kind of coasting a little bit. Like How dare you little... say that about the genre king Gary Oldman just popping I, up? I just in didn't your feel like he was doing anything like interesting. You know, like Jeffrey Wright feels like he knows he's in a comic book no. movie and he's having. Well, fun. you only think that because it's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you're Here's right. The like, thing, Ernest, have you ever thought about how like maybe you would like him more if you gave him a little bit of credit? <laughs> just <laughs> do it. Credit. Do it. <laughs> I, I want credit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hunter does Mank, Mank. everybody. Man. Woo. Man, would this movie Five have been stars. better or worse if Mank was in it? What worse. if Mank was under the mask? Put yeah, put Mank in, in a in a role. Who's Mank? What if Mank what if Mank was Alfred? <laughs> he wants credit for all of Batman's adventure. Little technical difficulties there. A little worse for wear. All right, so we're we're getting to the end of the the discussion here. So, what the fuck were we talking about? The I Riddler was doing a Mank impression. If I remember. I think that we were That's talking true. about Mank. So, guys, what were your favorite scenes from? Yeah, Mank? We, uh, we were me and Hunter were, while you were gone trying to like do I don't know figure out how to like, like give content production to everyone. things. We, I don't we know. were talking about how like when when I was talking about how like there's a lot of Fincher in this movie. I meant Mank. Yeah, it's just all the Mank references are everywhere. There's in this so thing. much Mank in this movie. <laughs> I just pulled the truth. Robert Pattinson was completely inspired by Gary Oldman and Mank. And that actually, he saw Mank and said, fuck it, I have to be Batman now. Yeah. And Paul Dano also, he was, he was like, I want credit for the revolution. (laughs) (laughs) I am vengeance. (laughs) I'm vengeance. I, I don't know. I just, I want vengeance. What what were the comments uh, alongside? What were all the comments alongside his stream that he had? It was like six comments. One of them was like, "I'm excited kind for of the gauge, revolution." What what kind of gauge is everybody bringing? One, one the of them fire was, one rises. Of them, don't forget the saran wrap. Yeah, someone was just like, "Rifles are good." <laughs> like like the, the rifles right. are ready. Yeah, rifles are safe. This this was for the real heads. Um, he has an alt for the real head. So, so hold on a second. So here's a here's a crazy connection here. So in Mank, Charles Dance plays. I love where uh, you're going with this. <laughs> he plays a Citizen Kane type. Um, and in our Dark Knight recasting, Hunter, you picked. Oh wait, no, no, no it was you, Drew. You picked Charles Dance. As Alfred, that was your recasting. Are you no, sure? that's a good Alfred. Yeah. What background what do, do you have do? with Charles Dance? That's what I was asking. You just said you, <laughs> you said that he had a butler face. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> As someone who like doesn't watch Game of Thrones, I'm like, what do you know, Charles? You know Dance what I from? You know what I know him from is he pops up in a lot of the British variety specials I used to watch on YouTube that I talked about like, uh, years yeah. ago. That's, He's that's, one of our favorite Brits. What a great job I did. Mm-hmm. What what else did we say in that? Um, okay. There's 
there's too many to like do a whole. And we'll just go. On. Just say who do we say? Yeah, for Batman? get the highlights. Like, yeah. Okay. So here's what we all pick for Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Hunter, you uh, did Jake Gyllenhaal. I still think that would work great. I don't like that. I'm into uh, that. Drew, you did Leonardo DiCaprio. That's worse. No, um, that would have worked like 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 five years ago. I see. I think Jake Gyllenhaal does a better uh, dual job. I think Leo. I'm just like you aren't fucking Batman. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Jake of Gyllenhaal here. is a little. He's a twink. He's a sexy. He's a twonk. First of all, get it straight. Um, <laughs> whatever. He's an otter at best. Robert Pattinson is a switch. And you know it. I, I'm shocked that none of us even came in the vicinity of Robert Pattinson. Where'd you go such, with? Uh, Ryan Gosling. Mm. See, Honestly, all, all these are the worse thing. than yeah. Than here's Bob the Pat. thing: is that we are all thinking of it from Dark Knight brain. We right. all are thinking of, of it. He has to do Christian Bale. Right. He has to do Christian well, the, Bale. The thinking behind that episode, boy, and yeah. Yeah. the thing behind that episode is we cannot change anything other than the cast. Sounds like oh. a bad premise by us. Okay, well then I was the best. Okay, <laughs> cool. cool. Uh, so what? What were the other for Joker? Hunter picked Jim Carrey. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I love it. Do you want to? Do you want to run that back? Jim Carrey, dude. Jim Carrey is great as Jim that Carrey could Joker. Do that Joker. Yeah. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen how twisted Jim Carrey can get? Have you guys seen The Mask? I've seen Batman Forever. <laughs> so Let's run it who back. did I say? I don't want to be embarrassed. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> And no, the I news may I think the Joker may... was already announced whenever there were rumors. There were at least rumors. Yeah, it had okay, to have but been do you rumored, think I then? knew? I don't care about these rumors. I think I'm just smart. I you definitely mentioned that there may or may not have been rumblings. Oh, so you did <laughs> you outed yourself on this. But podcast. also that's the that was correct. The Even pick. for that Joker, that was right. Right. Because it's the only other like A-list absolute weirdo yeah. Congratulations. you did the same job that uh somebody in hollywood already did so good job by you yeah i'm literally todd phillips well my pick was bo burnham <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the internet baby that is a disaster <laughs> he'd be better as the riddler in this movie actually, right hey guys Inter internet guy riddle welcome, me this welcome to my internet <laughs> um that's insane <laughs> okay no you want to hear insane yeah. Here's Hunter's pick for Harvey Dent. Oh, let's go. Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is two-faced, we found out, so in a way. You he, know? But he wants to do that to someone else's face. <laughs> That's honestly Yikes. not... Oh, like, man. Aaron Eckhart isn't much of anything in those movies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, the, I I, the thinking behind all our picks was like, how do we elevate this role? Okay, well, it, then, then you lose. <laughs> No, well, I was Army just Hammer's never like, been in the same sentence as the word elevate. Well, and I think I think Aaron Eckhart, like, you always forget that guy is in the Dark Knight. You know, you always have to be like, oh yeah, oh, like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, it's it's the most replaceable role. Like, yeah. you, you could just put who did I say? Matt Dillon, definitely. That's not. I'm not saying elevation. it's not it's not elevating, <laughs> but it's like. It has to just be a guy who like is good looking and like you could see him being a charismatic politician, but you could also see him sucking. Right. And Matt Dillon's like sucks. And here's my pick. Ethan Hawke. No. I don't think he's like he's not charismatic. Is, yeah, enough. I was like, is he charismatic? But Harvey Dent's gotta be like a charismatic Ethan dude. Hawke he's gotta be a fucking like, politician. He's just like borderline ugly at this point. Yeah. You you picked Ethan Hawke. 
Hunter for uh, Gordon. For Gordon, I love that for Gordon. I think I think for Gordon it works great. What? Wow! What a coincidence that you think that. What? (laughs) It's crazy. I love Drew's pick for Gordon. It was Sigourney Weaver. Hey, Mm. that was a great pick. And then I went with breaking down barriers. Yeah, Willem Dafoe in like a uh, inside man. Yeah, I was thinking of his role. (laughs) He'll just bring him as inside right out of inside. Good straight cop. Yeah. Uh, for Rachel, Hunter picked Naomi Watts. Drew mm. picked Ooh. Emma Stone. Oh, and I went with Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Ooh. Rachel, very underwritten role. Very Nolan-like. Yeah, you got it's really you're putting a lot of fucking burden onto yeah. the Emma's, actress I in that think, situation. I think I just I just I want Emma Stone <laughs> so bad. Emma, if you're if you're if, watching anything, this, Emma, I'm in love with you. You're <laughs> Emma Stone is like the the least sexy person that I'm dead sure would be like the best sex of all time. Sure. You sure. know, I'm in We're love with get, her. Is this like the horniest fucking podcast that we have ever recorded? I, I, I'm Dear in, God. No, this is this is I love. Mean, we could have gone hornier I'm, for for Zoe Kravitz. I have more. Well, that was I tame. could go hornier for fucking Bobby Patty too, the baddie daddy. Again, mm. I want to be in a sandwich between these two beautiful sculpted people. Honestly, this is definitely the hottest I've ever seen Zoe Kravitz. She looks like the hottest possible yeah. version of V Stiviano. I turned I turned into a Do you cart- like that Hunter? The mistress <laughs> of the disgraced owner of the Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> who said she she's in that viral clip that's like Oh, you've shown me this. He, oh, what's honey. his name? What's his name? Do you remember? She's like, he is my right hand arm man. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a disservice to our queen. He is my silly rabbit. Zoe. <laughs> d- d- does he call you that? No. <laughs> I I turned into That's... a cartoon wolf in the theater when Zoe Kravitz came on screen. When you when... went oh. When, you yeah. much like Jim Carrey in the mask, the mask, your your jaw dropped to the floor and your tongue rolled out. It uncurled yeah. itself. When when Bob Patty's going like voyeurism porn mode, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I could look away, but honey, God, these cats are just ravaging her feet. Anyway, here's what Hunter picked for Alfred. <laughs> Who do you pick, Colin Firth? Hey, there you go. Yeah. It's I, just British, are, dude. It's just, it's just these, these insert are all, British man. These are mostly here. just kind of uninspired. I went on British. I went Tommy Lee Jones. Matt Reeves is just is just more creative than us it, well, I, in every way. What did I? Every, what did I say? Uh, uh, Charles Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like we shouldn't be making movies, and instead we should criticize other people's right. movies. Yep. I yeah I can make a living out of that. So going back to to Dano and Riddler here. I just wanted to I just wanted to ask like the riddles like what did you guys think of the riddles did you think that they were like a big part of the movie because we spend a lot of time on on riddles here did you get a lot out of them they, were they good no there's it's almost it's very rare that like the clues are like 
you're like, oh, hell yeah, good clue in, in the movie or a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. did get the rat with wings. I was like, that's a bat. That's a, yeah. I got that before well, the characters got that, it. They, they were, were overthinking that was like, it. That was outright upsetting that they didn't get that. I have, there's no excuse. That They're is, like a rat with wings. I don't know. A penguin that's has literally wings. What, a falcon? That's what you call <laughs> a bat. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, that I was a pigeon. I did, that was it just did them lead being to a great stupid. line uh, from, from our guy uh colin farrell he's just like no hablo espanol <laughs> el rada al rada that that was the biggest stretch of any of the clues you are l like that that was rough to well me. see the way i saw that was more so like they're overthinking it like they don't think of the most obvious no, I know, thing but I'm right saying, in front of I'm them. saying the URL thing where like No, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's, like all of that. That would no, that but I don't think anyone would get the URL part. That like oh. the like the the, the clue yeah. was like URL. Yeah. Like No no no, because he is a, a bat yeah. URL. URL Ratabubble. Like no one would ever get that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that is an insane that's cr- that's crazy. I, um, I do think that like the movie finds a good balance of because the important thing is you need Batman to be portrayed as a good detective. Like that's smart. the important thing. He's very smart. He's yeah. good at decoding. Also, Alfred helps. It gets mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Alf- Alfred decodes yeah. one of them. But uh, it's it's a big Gor- Gordon comes out on on the bottom here. <laughs> Gor- Gordon doesn't get a single he, he's one. He's kind of a dummy. <laughs> you yeah. see. But you do. You see it up front um like bruce gets the first one and yeah. it, it does give his get, character he gets it quick yeah it gives his character a lot of credit he's like no what if those are the only letters that yeah. we decode like that i was like okay so this is like a really smart guy yeah. like at, at least it's not just like a thumb force. drive is great thumb that's, drive that's perfect that's a fucking great it's one. hilarious too yeah. it's like it's like straight up a funny yeah. moment well yeah that's not even a clue that's just a joke yeah <laughs> yeah well no because it's just drive and it's like we need to find a usb port why yeah thumb drive there's a lot of moments in this movie that are so ultra dark that they are just hilarious Mm -hmm. like you just i i just am scratching my head at people saying that this movie isn't funny because of how dark it is well i think it's the same it's the same thing that we criticize for whenever we're watching any kind of like drama or something like that and it's that people don't know how to have fun during certain movies it's like when people see a a fucking period piece or something like that they're like this is dour and bleak because it has to be because that's what i've been like coded that this has to be dour and bleak they see something like this a movie that is very dark in tone in actual filmmaking itself and they're just like i know this is serious this is a serious time and i shouldn't be finding this shouldn't be fun i shouldn't be laughing at these moments right it's like no just fucking let it go like it's just because you don't have a guy who's like walking you don't have a steve zahn character telling you like (laughs) hi it's okay to laugh at me like that doesn't mean that this movie can't just be funny and have fun moments There's, there's a ton of fun joker's less funny than this Right. Like it has less like it only has a couple intentional jokes in it. Like this has more. Yeah. Exactly. And that he's a clown in that movie too. So mm. bad job by you. Okay. Todd. So before we end the the episode, there's two big questions I wanted to ask you going all the way back to the beginning of the conversation when Hunter you brought up The Last Jedi. Okay. I think this is one of the best big franchise movies of the last five years 
Last five. So, so let's think back. that is the last Jedi. That's exactly. So I, I, I have them written down here. So here are the other contenders. Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm talking big franchise entries. Okay. MI Fallout, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Those, that's the last five years. Okay. So I think this movie automatically enters into the echelon of those five movies. It, I will say. Um, Including this I think that two of those movies, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout and Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse transcend. I think that both those are 10 out of 10 perfect movies. I don't think that this movie is quite on that level. It's but, a, but I think that Endgame is weird because Endgame, like as a movie, doesn't really work. You just, it's a culmination. It's, of it's the impossible whole thing. to separate Endgame right. from the sum of its parts. Right. I Here, can't. I can't do it. Here's the other thing. Pass. It's been ten years since the Dark Knight Rises, because that was the last time that we got like a good live action Batman movie. You know, sorry to Ben Affleck. I mean, I'm sorry. 10 years, guys, 10 fucking years. Here are the other big franchise movies in those 10 years that I think are on a similar level. Skyfall, James Bond movie, the original Avengers movie, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Mad Max Fury Road, Mm. Creed, do we count Creed as a franchise? Creed's my favorite yep. one that you've said so far. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Furious 7. We're talking, we're not talking like anything that's starting a franchise. We're talking like an entry, yeah, an entry, an entry into, into an franchise. existing franchise. I'd say, I, I don't think that this is, I mean, similar, it's not on Mad Max level. It's not on Creed level for me. Um I, I think that this is kind of it's it's definitely a hundred percent in that upper echelon. I think because of some of the things that we talked about, we're like there's just like at certain points too much happening in this movie. And like shout out to Matt Reeves, he did as good of a job as you possibly could with trying to have this many fucking characters and make this many story threads line up. But it's still a lot of fucking story threads. Um, and so it just kind of does become a little bit too much at certain points where things like Fury Road or Spider-Verse or Creed or contained or Fallout, they feel kind of untethered to their other films and yeah. other IP that this movie doesn't necessarily. Um, I kind of agree with that. Fallout for me like not having the emotional connection to those characters makes a big difference with fallout like sort of in an end game type way it 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 lowers that movie a step that's a really great movie but like it doesn't mean that much to me right it's more about just I, like the action yeah, yeah like there's, I, and there's like you can say that it's like a part of the charm of mission impossible but there's a lot of really stupid shit in that movie like right. you know what i mean i get i i see for me i I've, I've said before i think that fallout should be viewed in the same way as we view uh mad max fury road as just like a titanic achievement of action that we will like never see well, again on film fury road might be the best of what we're talking about but it's definitely not my favorite um well i i bring this up to kind of put into perspective 
the landscape of major franchise entertainment well and also like this is the conversation to have about this movie like even if it doesn't match all these like it's it's above the rest it's above any movie that we're not mentioning here there well i i did want one that you didn't mention is black panther i'd put black panther in that in that list um i didn't love black panther but i i love i love black panther and i mean when you're talking about cultural importance too right the moment that black panther had it had a moment unlike a lot of these movies the the point here is that there have i didn't mention that many movies for the amount of time right like i mentioned how what one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 movies for 10 years. And there, and there are a lot of really bad ones that you didn't. So, so when you're talking about 14 movies spread over 10 years, there are some years that I didn't pick a single movie out of. Like, I think the year 2016 didn't have a single major franchise entry worthy of that echelon, right? I can't remember what 2016 2016 was, was La La Land, Moonlight. Uh, yeah, no, I'm talking Arrival. about like franchise stuff. Like that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, Like this is the rarefied air that this movie is entering into. And, and we're in a new decade now. We're in the 2020s. So it's mm-hmm. setting a standard for the decade that we are now in. So, is this the best franchise movie of the 2020s so far? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> What I yeah I mean I can't think of a lot of there, I mean there have there, there just unless you're counting Dune which is like a franchise starter which is not what I'm yeah saying. yeah that's different different argument yeah I'm saying like an entry into an existing franchise big budget franchise like this is what we're talking about and this is what I think makes this movie special is that it is not content with just churning out the next entry of the franchise. It is trying to elevate and advance what we expect from these kinds of movies. It, I think it accomplishes pretty much everything it wanted to do. Like there, there might be a hiccup or two along the way, but this is a great movie. Mm. It, it kept everyone on board. Like I heard, I did hear outside the theater, uh, like these three dudes who were like about our age, maybe a little younger talking a bunch of shit about it. Um, and it was in such like a podcasty way. It was in such just like a I'm gonna criticize this to like sound smart way. Listen, buddy, you gotta buy a mic if you want to do that. You gotta do it. There's an entry you fee to this it. fucking shit. Okay. Yeah. Pay you, up. You think? Yeah. We earned our way here. Yeah. We have to pay fees. We, we have to pay membership fees. Our way podcast me. You can't just say those words out in the world. Um, you got a recording. Yeah, man. It means nothing. You're I, ephemeral. You're I gone. Actually, You're dead to me. I charge my my coworkers will be like, oh yeah, you saw this movie. What you think about? It? I'm just like, I have to listen. Got to tune in. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to subscribe. You actually have to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, I'd love um, to fucking tell you, you idiot. Real, real quick before we wrap up, uh, Barry Keegan as uh, the Joker, I thought was just straight up bad. Um, I just, <laughs> I did not like that. You, that was so it, unnecessary. Just. <sighs> Cause I, it's unnecessary, but I knew it was going to happen. I just like fucking. I didn't. It wasn't even spoiled for me. It was just a thing where it's like, of course they fucking yeah, had to well, do it. Dude, as a post credit scene, 
I think I didn't. I think I hated it more that it was still like in the core of the movie. The, yeah. Well, the problem is a stinger. The thing is, though, this movie was too good to have post credits. Like right. post credits to me is like for worse movies than this. It's I, that's fair. You know what that's, I mean? Yeah. Like this is the type of movie where when the credits roll, like you leave. There like, was there was a bit at the end. What was it? Was it? The, it showed um, the website. Yeah, it was. Have the, you gone to the website? Is it like put like some malware in your computer or what? Yeah, I I am fully indoctrinated into the QAnon. Cool, sick. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, it's it's just it's just the Riddler like green font on his site, and it just says goodbye. Oh, well, that's not anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so not really anything. Um, we did forget to mention when we talked about big budget entries um, that could become great. Like we said that this is the best big budget movie. Um, big budget franchise movie of the 2020 so far but we do need to remember that morbius is coming out in like a oh months. we can't forget that's right that we cannot forget dr michael morbius mm-hmm. um at your and service. also um sonic 2 which have you guys seen the marketing for sonic 2 that they're doing right now they're basically like sonic is trying to play on the batman thing like mm-hmm. sonic is fucking deadpool now it sucks it's really bad i want them to stop i love you benny schwartz i need you to stop um and uh the fucking cursed movie black panther wakanda forever which should be banished and never see the light of day i letitia Wright. oof you fucked up get the shot all you had to do was just not you just not that you (laughs) just you you just literally just dropped a bag with like 20 million dollars in it out the window yeah so congrats congrats on not getting a vaccine all right, Oof. well, I think that's all we got for the Batman. Uh, I'll reiterate my point from earlier. I think this is the best Batman movie, but maybe not the best movie with Batman in it. Not quite ready to put it over the Dark Knight. I, but I what adored. The fuck are we doing here with your semantics right now? <laughs> what, is, what is that? I adored this movie. I adored it. I think I, it's I, fucking I love this incredible. Movie. I, I'm not I'm not ready to put it in the echelon. It's definitely top four. Um, I would put it in the tier with Dark Knight, uh, Lego Batman, and Batman Returns. Batman Returns, fucking incredible. Fucking, that shit that's rocks a sexy movie. So goddamn hard. What about Begins? So fucking good. Batman Begins is really good. I haven't watched it in a while, fucking to be honest. Fucking Lego Batman guy over here. Dude, what Lego Batman fuck fucking rips. I'm telling you guys. What about uh, Mask, Mask of the Phantasm? Oh, fuck i wasn't even if we're bringing the anime that movies, is well no that is a theatrically released yeah. film dude mask of the phantasm is like perfect yeah it's just so good i don't know i need to rewatch a lot of the anime movies i did right before killing joke came out a few years ago killing joke not in that top tier the reason why i want to see killing joke done again is because it's not done very well um in the animated movie in my opinion any final thoughts any riddles you got any um, riddles? I actually do have a riddle for you guys because I googled um, 2022 Marvel movies for the bit that I was just doing a few minutes ago about Michael Morbius. Um, do you want to know uh, one of the other Marvel movies that popped up is um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I guess Part uh, the Batman, which is not a Marvel movie. Sonic, also not a Marvel movie. And then Ambulance. Yo! Michael Bay's Ambulance is a yeah! Marvel movie that's Whoa! coming this year. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I can't wait for the like four and a half hour ambulance pod that we're going to (laughs) do. I'm so excited.
It's ambulance, but the L A is highlighted. I can't mm-hmm. wait for this movie to come out and just be like, "That was fine." Like, hey, that was good. as yeah, it's okay. I don't care if it's fine. I'm not gonna say it. I'm I'm going to have a. I'm going to say a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, we do a whole Michael Bay. Lot to unpack here. Um, ambulances are actually based on a thing in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow, and email us and donate. Thank you, donors, for donating. You make the show possible. You make our review of toys coming soon possible by me ordering the DVD on a... And if we made enough money, we would be able to buy DVDs to send to all of our listeners so they could actually have seen this movie. Yeah, but unfortunately, you got to up those donations. Or give. Or give. A lot of people give. What if we stream it on Discord? I actually could do that. Could yeah, you get for sure? No, 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 no. Our Discord for the, get like for the taken down. Donors. Uh, no, they don't care. Nobody, okay, nobody I didn't. Cares. I didn't know if like copyright can get involved there. Yeah, Not so on Discord. become a donor so that you can uh, watch toys with us. We'll do a watch along. Subscribe. You know why you can't find it anywhere because it's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's always. They want to hide it. Big yep. thing with movies. The it's, good ones. It's they, so good. They don't you can't. You see they don't. They don't care if you can even buy it on Earth. Um. Hold on a second before we wrap up. I just noticed something. There was another character on our recast Uh-oh. that <laughs> I didn't. Is mention. it a good one? It's Lucius Fox. Hunter, you pick Danny Glover. Let's go, that's baby. Just, that's 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 great. Who's not going to fucking love that? I you, pick, that's the closest thing you could possibly pick to to what already was there. I, Danny, no, Danny Glover would bring some fucking sass to that character, which he would, would he be would, good. You, sometimes you need Bruce to fucking take it down a notch. <laughs> okay. Uh, I picked Francis McDormand. You know, trying to keep it progressive mm. over here. I'm worried, Drew. What is yours? This is why I brought it up because I just looked at this and I just had to mention it. Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> nice. Well, that was actually a bad job by you because he was nice. a better wrong character. <laughs> But he basically is. I'm guys. I actually, if you look back on there, my backup choice was I said John Turturro should play Batman. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm smart. Uh, End of the day, I'm I'm right at all times. You are right. You are Jeffrey Wright. Yep. And I was also writing so high on Westworld season one back then. (laughs) Man, what a different. Remember when we were like, God, is Westworld like the future of television? Well, also just because Jeffrey Wright's character, you could just copy and paste onto Lucius Fox. Jeffrey Wright's a king. (laughs) Um, And as it turns out, he actually has range. We found out in French Dispatch, not in this movie necessarily, but good for him. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, like, and follow if you haven't already. And tune in for toys as we continue our Robin Williams series. Thanks for listening and watching. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.